Blog Talk Radio. Death Row. That's where motherfuckers is ending up. Dear mama, I'm caught up in this sickness. I bought my adversaries, but slipped and left a witness. Wonder if they'll catch me or will this nigga snitch? Should I shoot his bitch or make the nigga rich? Don't wanna commit murder, but then they got me trapped. Walking while I'm walking, and talking behind my back. I'm trying to get to win it. I'm in this shit to win it, cause life's a wheel of fortune. It's my chance to spin it. Got no time for cops who trip and try to catch me. Too fucking trigger happy to let them suckers snatch me. Niggas getting jealous. Trying to find my stash without the nine. Now I'm a dime off your ass. Peter picked a pepper, but I could pick a pump. Snatching like a bitch and threw him in the trunk. The pump thought I was bluffing. But play him nothing nice before I take your life. First wrestle with these mics. I listen to a scream. Trading when it's same. I guess the little mics that finally found his brain. No rollers pull me over. I'm sitting still in the Remember that little bird? He slipped the toe. There's trouble on my mind, I'm with the old times So fuck, Bobo Turn them into 49 and Bye, bye, that I never meant to win Can't be positive when they get to where they live That's why I'm bye, bye, that I never meant to win Living like a thief, running through the streets I never told you that Scared what you might do I couldn't hold you back I kept it deep inside And let it fuel my anger I'm down for all my homies No mercy for a stranger The brother and myself Is 16, it's wet It's hard to adapt When you're black And you're trapped In the living hell I shouldn't have let him catch me Instead of living sad in jail I could have died free and happy And my cellmates raped on the norm They passed around the door You can hear it Asshole getting torn They made me an animal Can't sleep instead of counting sheep Niggas counting cannibals And that's how it is in the pen Turn old and cold And your soul is your best friend My mama prayed for me Tell the Lord to make way for me Prepare any day for me Cause when they come for me They find a struggler To the death I take the breath from your juggler The trick is to never lose hope I found my buddy hanging dead from a rope Sixteen I'm the guy about the crimes he's committing. 
the poor And how can people judge me? They ain't my peers and in all these years They ain't never loved me I never got to be a man Must be part of some big plan To keep a nigga in the straight pit And to my homies out burying motherfuckers Please stand clear of these Aryan motherfuckers Cause once they got you locked up They got you trapped You better off get shot up I'm convinced self-defense is the way Please stay strapped Pack a gap every day Every day I wish I would've known while I was out there Now I'm straight heavy for the chair Bye, bye, that I never meant to live Can't be far to live To get to where we live Bye, bye, that I never meant to be Living like a thief Running through the street Bye, bye, that I got no place to go To go Lord, I suffer through the years and shed so many tears. 
God. I love so many kids. Lord knows I tried. Been a witness to homicide. To drive by, taking lives, little kids die. Wonder why as I walk by. Broken hearted as I glance at the chalk line, getting high. This ain't the life for me, I wanna change. But ain't no future right for me, I'm stuck in the game. I'm trapped inside a maze. See the tang array influence me, they're getting crazy, disillusioned lately. I've been really wanting babies, so I can see a part of me that wasn't always shady. Don't trust my lady, cause she's a product of this poison. I'm hearing noises, think she's sitting on my boys, can't take no more. I'm falling to the floor, begging for the Lord to let me into heaven's door. Shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many tears, it's just so many tears. Niggas trip, bitch, who you came to see? Murder ain't never seen me later, man. That's 
Imhotep, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening to the Truth to Power Show, and I'm Beverly. And tonight we have Thomas Tutmo Smith with us with the Archnology Show. And he's talking about current events, including Tupac. So um, we got, I'm going to open the line here. Uh, Thomas Tutmo Smith, how are you doing? You in the land of Noah Ark with the 40 days of rain and 40 <laughs> nights? <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it, man. I was thinking I need to build an ark out here. Right. Oh, it's been... Yeah, oh man, it was um, it poured down, man. Six straight days of rain. Nothing was um, nothing was um, you know um, that bad. I think a little conspiracy theory on what happened here. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I to me it rained a lot. I never seen it rain six straight days, but it didn't rain continuously. It was like um. Beans arranged, so it'll come for like an hour straight. It'll start off like soft, you know, and then it'll rain hard, then it'll rain, mm-hmm. you know, um, soft again, and then it'll rain hard, and then that bend will disappear, okay. and it'll be clear for an hour, and then it'll come back around. And they did that for six straight days. Um, mm. I think what they did on day six, Bev, mm-hmm. they needed the they have the immigrant problem here. They're broke. They don't have no money to uh, fix this immigrant problem right now. So I think that they uh-huh. had to declare a state of emergency. When you declare okay. a state of emergency, you get emergency funding for everything. Right. The federal government. So Biden couldn't just give them money. They've been, they've been on the news every day complaining about Biden and he left New York behind and the mayor's complaining, the governor's complaining. They both blaming each other for what's going on. And then we come to mm-hmm. find out on the day of the storm, they both buddy buddy all together. We declare a state of emergency for New York. And as soon as they declared the state of emergency, he <laughs> said, raining. No, no, it's, it, it kept raining. But what he did was, okay. what he did was, he said, uh, and now we're going to unclog the sewers. So I said, oh, he turned the sewers off. So all the rain didn't have nowhere to go. It backed up. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so the water just yeah. backed up because he cut off the sewers. He cleared the mm-hmm. state of emergency. They get emergency funding, billions of dollars from the federal government. And now they, you know, he says, oh, you know, we're going to unclear the sewers now and da-da-da-da. And then instantly the water just started draining away. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I said, look at this, man. You know, yeah. he clogged the sewage. He did it on purpose. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's my theory on what happened. It, it sounds right to me. Huh? I'm sorry, it sounds Beth. like it's right. No, it sounds right to me. It fits. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did that. I think they, they did that here, too. They clogged the uh, one year they clogged the uh, sewer up and and was flooding going. It wasn't as bad as y'all, but they they did it one year here. Yeah, it see, and the the thing about New York is, um, Manhattan where I live, uptown Harlem, you know, and all that that that's way above sea level. You way up, you know, downtown is the part that has the problems, you know, and. 
that's where a lot of the office buildings is. And, um, the trains that get into the other boroughs, they got to go downtown. So you got to go at least to the 50s to go into Queens. And you got to go down in the lower, you know, before the numbers you get into Brooklyn. You know, probably up to like 14th Street, that's Brooklyn. So in order to go across those tunnels, you know, those tunnels flooded. So now the trains can't get across. So if you were in Brooklyn, you were stuck. You couldn't get back across. You know, if you were in Manhattan, you were stuck. You couldn't get back across the Brooklyn unless you went over a bridge. And they do have train lines that go over the bridges too. But, you know, that might not be the train that brings you anywhere near where you live. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, one of those situations where I think it was just definitely meant to bring chaos, but nothing that people couldn't, you know, what I don't think anyone died. You know what I'm saying? It just, you right. know, it was a, it was handled pretty smoothly, you know, very controlled. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They used strategy to get the money, and that's what they got. They got their money. That, that's what I think, bro. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the, the Tupac situation, because I know everyone heard this week, Keeping um, D um, was arrested. Uh, mm-hmm. Member of the Southside Compton Crips, rival mm-hmm. to the uh, MOB Blood Gang, which was um, protecting Suge Knight. So uh, it was really the, the you know the the muscle behind Death Row. So mm-hmm. um. We'll get into that, but it, it, it didn't shock anyone. We all knew he did it. You know what I'm saying? He's been saying he did it for the last, you know, on black TV for at least the last 10 years, you know? So it's like, you know, it, it's what what's really behind it. So that's what we're going to get into. Um, <laughs> but start off here, as you remember, Bev, I know you remember we talked about Norval Link, uh, Elon Musk brain chip technology. Uh, he puts the right. the brain chip inside your brain and then you're connected to the internet. So um, this is from Activist Post. Norvalink from Norvalink from murdered monkeys to human trials. So um, if anyone didn't know, they're going to human trials now on this Norvalink. And I am signed up, but you know I don't know after reading this article. <laughs> <laughs> But if they call me, you know, and the check is good, and, and, and you know, we'll see what we can work out. Um, just okay. joking. Um, it says, we are happy to announce that we received approval from Independent Institution Review Board and our first hospital site to begin recruitment for the first inhuman clinical trial stated Norval Link's press release. It was only last year that I reported on Norval Link's mutilated monkeys and scandal involving the University of California. Davis read, Elon Musk's cruel, cruel Norval Link experiments kills 15th monkey are humans next. Now the brain chip device has the potential to restore full body movement. Okay, so um, last year this guy wrote an article about this, uh, how the Norval Link has killed these monkeys in the clinical trial. And um, now it's ready for humans. So I guess, you know, they didn't care. Um, one of the infected monkeys mentioned was a rhesus market labeled Animal 11 by UC Davis. 
reported in December 2018, Norwalink staff drilled two holes in her skull and implanted electrodes in her brain. They attached metal plates to her head with bone screws and stitched up the skin around the implant. Quickly, the surgical site began to, became infected and her skin was eroded. Finally, three months after they put finally three months after they put her under the knife, the infectious persisted. They killed her. The necropathy revealed that she had been suffering from acute bleeding in her brain and her cervical cortex had been tattered by the normal length devices. So um once again, it's more to this article. Um from normal length, from murdered monkeys to human trials. So um, people look into that. I know everyone has concluded they're not going to um, do this. Um, however, you know, now you have some ammunition for someone who says they are. You know, well, look what they did to monkeys. You know what I'm saying? So um, second article here, also from Activist Post, Trudeau government moves to regulate podcasts. Trudeau is the um, the governor up there in uh, Canada, Bev. Canada. The guy with the okay. eyelash. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Trudeau, mm-hmm. Trudeau government, the title is Trudeau government moves to regulate podcasts. Now, that's like pretty much what we're doing right now, right? You know, you can put mm-hmm. this up on as a podcast, and, uh, but it could be regulated in Canada. The Trudeau government recently passed Online Streaming Act is moving into the next phase of regulation by requiring podcasters to regular to register with the Canadian Radio Television and Telecommunity Telecommunications Commission, also known as CRTC. The government claims the regulation will ensure online streaming services make meaningful contributions to Canadian and Indigenous content. Okay, so they throw that indigenous word up there. The CRTC now wants to regulate podcasts, said the Toronto Sun's Bryant Lilly. Here is my simple message to them. Go to hell. CRTC's announcement states that podcasters meet certain criteria need to provide content about their activities in Canada. Second, the CRTC is setting conditions for online streaming services to operate in Canada. These conditions take effect today and require certain online streaming services to provide CRTC with information related to their content and subscribership. Okay. Liberals say the bill will promote Canadian content over non-Canadian content. They also say it will achieve equitable representation amongst genders, ethnicities, and related marginalized groups, meaning LGBT. In terms, the diversity and inclusion of these goals is to build it, to put diverse and marginalized voices in the spotlight, says Senator Davis Dennis Dawson of Quebec during the third reading. So um, now, this is in Canada, you know, but what about here? You know, you could pretty much podcast about what you want to. You know, if you could podcast, you could have a podcast in America that's anti-LGBT, 
you can have a podcast in America that's anti-black. It's your right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can have a podcast that's anti-white. It's your right. You know, so, but in Canada, they're going to regulate that. And um, this is, I have a feeling, it's going to suspiciously trickle itself into the United States eventually. Um, this article here, Bev, this was uh, very interesting. And this was from the Daily Mail. Uh, it's entitled, On Board the Biden Express. Daily Mail joins with African migrants at the daily sold-out flight TK-800 from Istanbul to Bogota, fueling the surge at America's southern border. I know that's a long title. I'm going to read it again. On board the Biden Express, Daily Mail joins with African migrants at the daily sold-out flight TK-800 from Istanbul to Bogota, fueling a surge of America's southern border. Okay, and Bogota is in Colombia. That's the big city in Colombia. You know, um, article, Daily Mail secured seats on the now infamous flight TK-800 traveling from Istanbul. Istanbul is Turkey to Bogota. Like I just said, Bogota is Colombia. This flight has gained notoriety as a channel for African migrants aiming to reach the United States, capitalizing on Joe Biden's open border. Every day, flight TK-800 from Istanbul to Bogota is sold out, serving as major conduit for thousands of African migrants making their way to America's southern border. After landing in Bogota, the illegal immigrants continue their journey to Nicaragua, a country that with lax immigration policies. Nicaragua rarely checks the movements of illegal aliens, making the country an ideal for location for people, for those aiming to enter the United States. This absence of oversight creates a privileged situation. Okay. This is Biden Express, the first leg of a major new smuggling route across the Atlantic that ultimately allows migrants to flood into many, and in many cases, remain in the United States. Greedy people smugglers are snapping up seats to sell them at to sell them to desperate migrants at hugely inflated prices. DailyMail.com managed to buy two tickets on a flight on Wednesday morning to follow some 150 young Africans who will try to sneak into the United States. Most seats on the plane flying from city uh, from the city where Europe meets Asia, that's Istanbul, is the third largest city to the third largest city in South America, was filled with passengers from the African continent. Okay, so these the plane full of Africans, man, they being wined and dined too. On this plane coming from Istanbul, Turkey, to Bogota, Colombia, so they could start their journey up to the United States southern border. According to the Daily Mail, these immigrants, these illegal immigrants are paying as much as $12,000 for this journey. These poor Africans got $12,000. Adding fuel to the fire, the so-called travel agents based in Africa are offering all-inclusive packages on a platform like TikTok, further promoting this dangerous journey. These packages often include transit visas and onward travel once they reach Colombia. So this is being funded by who? Um, I mean, this is unbelievable. So 
The Africans have to have money to get from their country to Istanbul, Turkey, which isn't easy, and then have another $12,000 to pay for this flight. They have money to pay for smugglers to get them up. Africans got a lot more money than we thought, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is terrible here. So I put that in, and then you have this here. So this... And it's not just in America, right? It's like these other countries throughout the world are, have a new um, transatlantic slave trade going on, it seems like, right? German leftists, and uh, this is coming from, oh, man, it's cut off here. Oh, this is the Gateway Pundit. German leftists freak out and call for censorship after Elon Musk points out eight German NGO ships are dumping illegal aliens into Italy, and Germany, conservative AFD party wants it to stop. And that's a long title again, but once again, German leftists freak out and call for censorship after Elon Musk points out eight German NGO ships are dumping illegal aliens into Italy, and Germany's conservative AFD party wants it to stop. The leftist government in Germany is furious after Elon Musk outed them for funding at least eight German NGO ships to pick up illegal aliens off African coast and dump them into Italy. The the warped do go the warped do gooders from Italy believe that they are rescuing poor Africans and giving them better life in Italy. There should be an immediate transfer of these thousands of illegal aliens directly to Germany instead of Italy, okay? And um, once again, Elon Musk, this is a tweeting war he got in with the German government today. And I was going to, I'm going to go further into this tomorrow with Dr. X, because I know he said that Elon Musk was going to warn by Netanyahu. But um, so this isn't just happening here. So they, they also got them going from Africa into Italy. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like a, a new slave trade, right? This is, I mean, because what, what else could they be coming to do but be cheap labor, you know what I'm saying? Almost free labor, you know? So um, very interesting. Um, but we're going to switch notes from that. Uh, the This one from Activist Post again, the, the air vaccine is here. No need, no needle needed to get mRNA technology into humans. It's an air vaccine, Bev. You don't even have to um, take a shot anymore. The air vaccine is here, and it's able to deliver our mRNA, mRNA technology into the human body without a needle injection. The mRNA can be delivered right into the lungs. It has been used to vaccinate mice intra, um, intravenously. So... Once again, um, it used to be a shot, and of course, everyone was against the shot, but now it's something as simple as uh, one little pump, like from an asthma pump or something like that now. Uh, how many people will feel more comfortable with that as opposed to a shot? You know, it seems a lot more invasive, but it's still the same mRNA technology. So... Uh, I saw that article, and I juxtaposed it to this one, also from the same publication, Activist Post. We from 
we from animals vaccinated with mRNA vaccines may soon make its way into the U.S. food supply. So um, I've been hearing this about beef and pork and chicken, uh, but this one was strange because uh, I think black people and I think certain foods. And it says shrimp have become the latest addition to the growing list of food sources targeted by the mRNA gene therapy technology. And this Israel company, Via Aqua, Viaqua, like Viagra, but instead of Agra, it's Aqua, a biotechnology company created the RNA-based vaccine-based um, vaccine product that uses RNAi to manipulate the gene expression in shrimp. RNAi is a biological process where RNA molecules are used to inhibit gene expression or translation by neutralizing targeted mRNA molecules. So, hey, man, they got the the vaccine that you can pump into your lungs now, and now they got the food. So if the food is all being vaccinated, now I ain't never heard of shrimp catching no doggone um, airbound disease, okay? Fish live under the water at the bottom of the ocean. But for some reason, they have to now inject fish with the doggone vaccination. That's not fish, not even the fish, shrimp. You know what I'm saying? And once again, I think black people, you know, because we, like, we love some shrimp, you know. And the next thing they're going to get is um is crabs. You know, if they get crabs, we're done. Um, right. <laughs> um, this one here, Mumbai. Uh, if y'all haven't heard of Mumbai, I think it used to be called Bombay. Um, that's the largest city in India, and it's about 30 million people that live there, you know. So you could imagine, very dirty city. Uh, Mumbai Railroad installing thousands of facial recognition cameras. Indian Railways is planning to install thousands of CCTV cameras equipped with facial recognition technology across the greater Mumbai in an effort to boost security. Come in here. We're way behind on this. United States, I mean. Surveillance capitalism. We did a whole series on that. A total of 6,122 cameras will be deployed to 364 railway stations operated by Central Railway, a part of Indians Railways. Okay, so they got 6,100 cameras going into India, okay, 30 million people in the city. So this is going to be a huge thing they got going on here, and they're going to be way ahead of the United States. The United States needs to really catch up with that technology. Uh, I know people don't want it, but y'all don't want the United States not to be number one anymore. Trust me. Uh, New York bans facial recognition technology in schools. So we got a win here. So they put it in India. Uh, but um, unlike China, where they have the facial recognition camera on all the kids' desks in the classroom, watching them all day, tell you if they fall asleep in class, not paying attention, da-da-da-da. Uh, yesterday, New York State of Education Department Commissioner Betty Moser issued an order prohibiting schools in the state from purchasing or utilizing facial recognition technology. The order will not stop 
that will not only help to protect the privacy of students and school staff in New York, but it will hinder one's aspect of the federal surveillance state. So this is a win here, and hopefully all the schools follow this um what they did here because you do not want that following your kids as they grow up. You know, you know it's that the government monitoring them. Um, this one here, and this is the last article. Uh, Chat GPT new upgrade teases AI's multimodal future. Open AI's chatbot learns to carry a conversation and other ex- expected competition. Okay, so um, um, ChatGTP hasn't gone anywhere. Okay, it's twenty dollars a month now for this new upgraded model um, that they have, and this one is um, really, really an upgrade from the ones we were talking about when we were doing the shows on it. Um, ChatGTP isn't just a chatbot anymore. OpenAI's latest upgrade grants ChatGPT powerful new abilities that go beyond text. It can be, it could tell bedtime stories in its own AI voice, identify objects and photos and respond to audio recordings. These capabilities represent the next big thing in AI multimodal models. Multimodal is the next generation of large models where it can process not just text, but also images, audio, video, and other modalities, okay? ChatGPT's upgrade is a noteworthy example of multimodal AI system. Instead of using a single AI model designed to work with a single form of input, like a large language model like it was before, a large language model, or speech-to-voice model, the multi-model works together to create a more cohesive AI tool. OpenAI provides three specific multi-model features. Users can prompt a chatbot with an image or a voice, as well as receive responses in one of the five AI-generated languages. Image input is available on all platforms, while voice is limited to ChatGTP's app for Android and iOS. A demo of OpenAI's new ChatGPT being used to adjust a bike seat. So they um they show it a picture of this guy shows it a picture of a of his bicycle and asked it how to how can it adjust the seat of that bicycle and um from the picture the um well let me let me read here it says the befuddled cyclist the befuddled cyclist first snaps a photo of the bike and asks for help lowering the seat. Then it follows up with a photo of the bike's user manual in a tool set. ChatGPT responds with text describing the best tool for the job, looking at the tool set. So looking at the seat, looking at the manual, and looking at the tools, he was able to, the the ChatGPT said, oh, you need that wrench right there. You know, so it was able to figure out exactly what was needed to solve that problem. While there are any, um, while there aren't any good models of it right now, in principle, you can give 3D, you can give it 3D data, or something like a digital smell data. It can, it can, yeah, um, and it can output images, video, and even actions. 
I do research at NVIDIA, says Finn, and um, game AI and robotics, the multimodal are critical for these efforts. Um, now, I got into that small part. I'm not going to keep reading there. What it's pretty much saying is the next step to this is something 3D. Um, the, you know, okay, now we can see you. You can see us. We can hear you. You can hear us. Well, we can decipher what you're saying. You know, we can have a conversation. Now we want to make it 3D. That's the next step to this. That's the future that they're going towards. Um, so I, what I see is um, the augmented reality glasses. I think that's what this is going to go towards. I could be wrong. But once again, ChatGPT has some upgrades, $20 a month. Um, you know, it used to be free. Um, and um, it's still a free version, but you don't get these upgrades with the free version. Uh, any questions, Val? Uh, no, I'm listening. All right, all right. Well, um, let me get into this part here. Um, 2000, I mean, um, 1996. Man, I would, what I would do to be back in 1996, Val? Uh, 1996, um, Tupac Shakur was killed, um, gunned down in Las Vegas, uh, right after a Mike Tyson fight. I think he was fighting Blue Seldon. This was his comeback, come, you know, out of prison. It might have been his second or third fight or his first, I think his first title fight since he came back. And everyone's in Vegas at that time. And, um, you know, everyone doesn't go for the fight. You know, you go there just to be there. All the stars in town, they're going to be at the clubs. Mm-hmm. You want to go to the parties. You want to, you know, eat at the restaurants with them. And, you know, you want to be in the mix, you know. And, um, you know, that was no different from Tupac and Shug and, you know, the, their affiliates who went down there um, to have a good time. And um, prior to this happening, there was a something, well, while this was going on, actually, there was something that was really created by the media, um, but it kind of, you know, kind of, you know, the media has a lot of influence. And um, it was something called the East Coast, West Coast beef. Right. And um, this, the East Coast was primarily New York. In the West Coast, primarily Los Angeles, the rappers from those two places um, began um, having having problems with each other, or making songs about each other uh, that wasn't too nice. And mostly it was um, Tupac and uh, his record label, Death Row, going at Bad Boy, which was Puff Daddy, Biggie Smalls and their record label, which was in New York. Of course, when you're in the music industry, uh, especially in the mid '90s, the music industry ran out of New York and Los Angeles. You know, you were either uh, every big record company has, you know, headquarters in both places. You know, they they're gonna be in Hollywood and they're gonna be on Broadway. You know, they're gonna be in both places. Um, so, um, they would have to see each other, you know, and 
of course, you know, you didn't want to be out of town and see the people, you know. So it was that problem going on. Um, Tupac wasn't really from neither the East Coast or the West Coast. Uh, he came out of, I think he had some time where he grew up in New York when he was younger. Um, his mother was one of the um, Black Panther, um, I think they were the 21, the 20, the Panther 21 or something like that. His mother was actually the lawyer for that. Like she, she was real smart. Um, but, you know, she had some problems with drugs and it um, led him from New York to Baltimore and eventually to Oakland, California. And that's when he popped on the scene as a rapper. He came out with a rap group called Digital Underground. And they had a, a rapper named Humpty Hump, whose real name was Shock G. And he would put on like this um, Mr. Potato Head nose and change his voice up and, you know, call himself Humpty. It was comedy. It was really one of the only West Coast songs that was a staple in the East Coast. Um, and that was a big problem that caused the beef was a lot of the West Coast music didn't get played on the East Coast radio. Uh, West Coast felt slighted. Um, you know, the well, East he, Coast He DJs, was from West Coast. I remember him. Pop, he was from West Coast. Pop was from neither, right? Because Oakland... No, Oakland, not Pop. Even I'm talking about the guy that, that used to wear that nose. I remember him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was from Oakland, Oakland, California. They were from the Bay okay. Area. And, and okay. the Bay Area isn't... Even though it's West Coast, it, it, it was always all right in New York. You know, it was L.A. was what the problem was with, you know. Uh, the DJs had a problem with the L.A. artists. And they didn't play them a lot on the radio. They played Humpty Hump. They played Too Short. You know, they played that stuff, but they didn't play um, Dr. Dre and N.W.A. and the D.O.C. Like, they didn't play that stuff on the radio too often. You know, if they were in town, if they were doing a show in New York, maybe they'll play it for a little while, you know, because they're in town to hype up the show. But that was about it. And um, the West now, Coast I artists remember always them. Felt, I remember they played them a lot here, NWA or whatever, and Too Short. I remember they was played a lot here. Yeah, but I, it wasn't Detroit. It was the East Coast, West Coast, you know what I'm saying? So this is what the beat oh, was over. Okay. It was okay. over the the West Coast artist felt like they didn't get played in New York. You know, you don't play oh, okay. our okay. music. Your DJs are refusing to play our songs. We're platinum, we're double platinum, and you won't give us any spins in your market. And um, that, that was, you know, what happened. Um... This led into this um, Tupac coming to New York as an actor. And like I said, Tupac was neither East Coast or West Coast. He was accepted both places. He was from outside of that whole thing. And um, this is before there was any real out-in-the-open beef. It might have been just whispers. Tupac's filming movie in New York, and he hooks up with some New York um, gangsters, you know, that... Mm -hmm he could hang out with and they could protect him while he's in town and uh, he could go out, you know, and, and feel like, you know, he can 
go from studio to the set, and, you know, these guys would be with him, and he felt comfortable with them, right? And um, a few people even warned him, like, bro, I wouldn't hang with those dudes. You know, those those dudes ain't, ain't the ones to, to trust, you know. But he was not, nah, that's my man's in him, you know. He, so um, did the movie Juice, and um, he was also doing an album, and these guys set him up. Set him up to rob him for his jewelry, um, probably even kill him. Um, prior to them setting him up, he had a situation in New York where he left these guys alone with a female fan of his, and they had, she accused them of rape. So he's going to court for this these rape charges that these guys did. You know, these guys did it, but he can't take, he can't say they did it. You know, he's taking the hit. And um, they end up setting him up to rob him. And uh, he gets up in jail because he violated his probation. He had a gun on him. And after he ends up in jail, um, he needs money to get out. And no one came and bailed him out. You know, Puffy could have did it. Puffy, Biggie never went to see him. That was his friends. They were all friends. Um, Other people from New York kind of just left him there. And Suge Knight from L.A., came and bailed him out for a million dollars. And when he bailed him out, Tupac immediately went at Puffy and Biggie. He even accused them of setting him up and that and the other, which wasn't the case, but, you know, that was how he was running it to promote this beef that Suge Knight wanted to have settled with Puffy. They had a beef forever. So um, Tupac is, you know, he's with the West Coast guys now. He's, He's a member of the what what the the gang now that that Suge Knight's affiliated with it seems like you say M O B, which is the the blood set in Compton now in his song. So, you know he's he's claiming a gang. You know he's he's in the songs now. His his demeanor is more gangster. His songs are more gangster. Um, they're not as as conscious as they once were. Um, he's you know being you know that he's He's the antagonist, or he's not, you know, you could say the opposite for Biggie. Uh, Biggie kind of tried to ignore the whole situation. He he realized that these guys was, you know, they wasn't playing. You know, these, these guys are taking this real serious. This isn't rap. He didn't want us, you know, feed into it. Um, Pop kept hammering with song after song. He's with Snoop Dogg. He's with um, Dr. Dre now he's he's over there with the West Coast guys, right? So um, this fueled the East Coast West Coast beef. Uh, during this beef, you one of the things if you notice, Bev, all rappers have a, a big gold chain on or platinum chain, big chain. Mm-hmm. Usually has a pendant on it that's the logo to the record label that they're on. You know, so, um, you know, Bad Boys would have had a, the Bad Boy logo on their chain. Death Row has the Death Row logo on their chain. And there was a bounty put out from New York by Puffy, uh, allegedly, through this guy, TCD, the guy who they just arrested. 
$10,000 to anybody who could bring me a death row chain. Okay? So these guys are affiliated. Puffy is affiliated with CCD and this Crip game because they're the natural rivals to Suge Knight's game. So when Puffy goes to L.A., he drops some money down. He hires them to be his security. You guys, you know, you uh, you guys ride around with me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out to eat and go shopping. I'm going to take y'all with me. You know, you know, it's it's a good situation for him. And they're natural rivals to Suge Knight's crew. So if they see one of them, they know them. They all live in the same neighborhood, you know. So he put out a bounty for these death row chains. Apparently, this guy, KCD's nephew, named Orlando, he sees someone from death row at a bowling alley or something, record store, some, some venue that wasn't in the hood, sees him with the death row chain, and he goes and beats the guy up, takes it from him. I heard pistol whipped him for this chain, and he was paid for it. Um, so that leads us to the events of back to the fight night. This is the night that Tupac is killed. This guy, Orlando, the guy who stole the death row chain, is walking through the hotel at the same time Tupac, Suge Knight, and his entourage is walking through the hotel. The guy who got beat up for the chain said, yo, that's the guy who stole my chain. Instantly, Tupac runs over and knocks the guy out, gets him, knocks him down. And, of course, when he did that, everyone who's with him went running over there to help him, and they start kicking and stomping this guy while he's on the ground. This is what led to the events that got to his death. Um, They go hustling out the hotel. Um, You know, they, they, they go to Suge Knight's house or whatever he was renting. I don't know if he owned the house or whatever. You know, have a couple more drinks, change clothes. They're going out to the club. While they're doing all that, this guy Orlando, he's bleeding, he's beat up. He gets himself fixed up. He finds his uncle, Keithy D, and a couple other Crip homeboys who's down there. And they're riding around looking for Tupac and Suge Knight and them who just jumped. And as events will happen, they see Tupac hanging out a car, talking to girls, girls screaming. He's lifting up his shirt. You know, he's performing, you know, even though he's in the car. Then the car was shoved. They're riding down the strip slow. Look at me. I'm a star. And they said, there he goes right there. Pull up on him. And this guy, Orlando, who just got jumped, allegedly pulls out his gun and shoots through the car and kills Tupac. And that's the events as they laid out. Okay? How we know this happened, wouldn't have known all the details to none of this stuff. But this guy, TCD, the guy who they just arrested, his, his nephew's been dead. A few years later, his nephew gets gunned down in a drive-by shooting in Compton, pulling a car that night. They're all dead. They got gunned down in, um, you know, different situations they were in. And he's the last survivor, 60 years old. 
and he's going on these podcasts telling the story. Now, he was granted some type of immunity from, I believe, either the federal government or from the Los Mm. Angeles County, one of those two, whereas, you know, he was arrested for a crime, and if he just gave them details of what happened the night Tupac died, he would be given immunity for that. So he did. He told them that, you know, that story I just told you, his nephew got jumped, they got in the car, we saw him, we shot, you know, okay, he had immunity. But state of Nevada isn't the state of California. That immunity doesn't cross state lines, right? It's a whole other jurisdiction. So they decided that they were going to go forward and charge him based off of him telling these stories in these podcasts all these years where, you know, he's the one who was in the car, you know, I saw him, he pulled up, my nephew reached through the window, you know, we just shot at him, you know what I'm saying? And even to the fact that um, even there was an interview with um, where Mike Tyson, who was a friend of Tupac, always said, he just wants five minutes alone with the guy who killed Tupac. And they asked him in an interview, um, this guy TPD, yo, Mike Tyson said he wants five minutes alone with the guy who killed Tupac. He said, I'll give him one second. He pulled the, you know, did the trigger thing with his finger. He said, that's all I need. So once again, tell it on himself, you see? So that's the, all these videos from Vlad TV, uh, Art of the Dialogue, and other YouTube channels that he went and told his story is what the cops are using to indict him for murder capital murder of a murder that happened 27 years ago. So hopefully that made sense to as what, what you just saw happen uh, with this guy. He told on himself, you know, um, he couldn't, he couldn't live uh, with all this clout that you get these days due to social media, you know, man, all the clout you get, if you tell the story about what happened to Tupac, so he tells the story, you know, and, and it's going to cost him years. However, I don't think that he's the big fish. I think the person they really want is Puffy. Okay? Now, Puffy recently just gave all his artists back their publishing, all their master copies to their records. Like, what? You know, here, sign this piece of paper right here. You can't ever say anything bad about me or Bad Boy Records, and you get all your stuff back. It's, it, for a lot of these people, this stuff is worthless now. I mean, the music came out 20 years ago. You know, how many times do you play Total or 112 or, you know, um, Danity Kane or Day 26? Or, you know, how often do you even play Mace in 2023, right? So... Um, you know, he's, he's, it's almost like he's making amends or something like, you know, he knows something is going on. So, um, he's ultimately the cause of this whole thing. If he's not, doesn't have this bounty out for these chains and this guy, I'm sure he's the type of guy who keeps souvenirs of his of his hits, you know, I know he has documentation and stuff with Puffy. 
In all his interviews, he said, yo, Puffy, man, you, you know you need to pay me, man. You know you need to pay me. He says that in all his interviews. So here he is in 60 years old, you know, going down for murder. You don't think he's going to tell on Puff if he can? Yo, how's Puff Daddy tied into this? Oh, man, Puff was paying us to steal death row chains. Oh, yeah? Well, did he pay you to kill Tupac? You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Should I go home with him if I say he did? You know? I mean, so I think that that's the big fish that they're going for, Bev. It's not this guy. It's Puff. Yeah. That's who they want. And um, that's why he's yeah. being Mr. Nice Guy now. You know, I'm making love music. I'm turning my name to love. Turn just change his name again. This boy done been Puff, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy. Now he's love. You know what I'm saying? Change his name again. It's just weird. Real weird stuff. Everybody, he got a tribute at the award show. And I said, damn, me and my wife looked at each other like, everybody gay. He, he dead, Craig Mack dead, Black Rob dead, everybody's dead, all his artists, you know? So, yeah. Um, and think about it in the way of this. Uh, after Tupac's death, right, you had Biggie died a year after that, which was also a consequence of, you know, I, I believe Tupac's death. And I hear that that could be what's coming up next, right? Because um, everyone is saying that the guy, the, the ex-cop, Reggie Wayne or Reggie Reggie something has a lot to do with that. And, um, but either way, um, all this stuff is all tied into this, you know what I'm saying? Into this, this, this dude puppy, you know, who, who ain't a gangster, ain't a street dude at all, man, you know, college boy, you know, um, you know, so um, that's what we're seeing right now. They arrested this guy, TCD, member of the Southside Crips, Compton Crips, in Compton, California, which is the rival to the MOB um, blood gang that was affiliated with Suge Knight and Tupac. Um, he's a member of that gang. He was the person who has um, put himself at the crime scene made himself in his speeches an accomplice to the crime. I mean, they don't have to do nothing but run his own interviews back in court. I mean, what's he going to say? I was lying? You know, you was lying and on Vlad, but how come you, you went back the next year and told the same story? And you went on this one and offered more details. And you went on this one and told that story too, you know? So um, he's going down. He did. He, as far as we know, he's not the trigger man. His nephew was, but his nephew's been dead for at least 25 years now. Tupac's dead for 27 years. His nephew's been dead for 25 years, you know. So, um, also, uh, I also... So, how is they getting him for it? He didn't do it. He was there. But how is they uh, charging him with the murder? Oh, well, Bev, you're you're accomplished. If I'm in a Mm -hmm. car... And my friend shoots out the window and kills someone. Yeah, I'm I'm accomplice to that that crime. You understand? Like even though I didn't have anything to do with, if your friends go rob a bank and you just sitting in the car waiting, you don't know what they're doing, and they come running out with bags of money, and you they hop in the car and y'all start driving, 
you're you're one of the getaway people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the cops ain't trying to hear. Um, you know, you was you was in the car. You're part of the conspiracy to kill this man. That was, you know, um, uh, and but I just that has to me that has mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It just right. seemed like it's a hidden hand somewhere because this dude, I mean, he from the streets. And I can't see him all on on social media doing all of this talking and all that. I I just feel like that it's just it's a hidden hand and the same hidden hand that's been hidden there all the time. So you dealing with gangsters and and all of that. So I I just find it hard to believe. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. I'm even hearing that. You know, a lot of people think that he's he lied all these years. You know, um, that he wasn't the person in the car, and uh, he, you know that wasn't how it happened, the way he said it. But uh, nonetheless, you know, they definitely make an example out of him. And like I said, uh, I don't think this has anything to do with him. I think they want Puff. Puff right, and I can uh, see them after Puff too. I, I see that. Yeah. Puff is going a little rogue recently from the agenda. As you notice, he's suing um, Diago. Diago is the world's largest liquor company, and they own Ciroc. They also own Captain Morgan and uh, Malibu and a whole bunch of other liquors. Like every every type of liquor, they got a brand that sells a billions of dollars worth of it. You know what I'm saying? From whiskey to bourbon to gin to whatever, you know, they're in every every market of liquor. They're the biggest company. And so he's, he's suing them. Seven. He's suing them for racism. He's saying that they're racially discriminating against him. And he cut ties with Ciroc. Uh Well, really, they, they cut ties with him. Um, because from Ciroc, he only gets, I believe it was 4% of mm-hmm. the, the sales but if he comes up with a brand of his own, they would get into a 50-50 partnership with him. And he came out with his own um, brand of liquor called Delion, which is a real high-end tequila. Uh, for what I heard, it's pretty good. It's cheap now, uh, but it was like $60, $70 a bottle. And um, this Delion, uh, people was calling it Deli in the songs and he was having all these parties where he was giving it out. And, you know, he's real smart. He get a bunch of the entertainers to come to the party and they hold a bottle and they all take pictures. So now it looks like his his drink is the drink to drink. You know what I'm saying? He, he's marketing his brand and he doesn't see any commercials. They don't have any marketing budget for him. So he's like, yo, this isn't like Ciroc. He said, well, Ciroc isn't an urban brand. Your brand's an urban brand. They said, oh, he said, oh, I ain't with the urban brand stuff. I'm too giddy. Da, 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 da. They said, nigga, you urban. And he said, well, all right, yo, that's racist. So they said, well, you're fired. So he took his brand from him and everything. So um, he's suing them now because he's saying that that was racist discrimination and you know, it's not fair that black people get labeled as urban and all this stuff, you know, that was spoke. So, I think this is his nigga wake-up call, you know. Nigga, you, we don't let you get away with all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
you know, you going to bite the hand that feeds you? You know, can we trust you anymore? You know what I'm saying? Um, nah, we, they we think they're going to drop the hammer. The, they didn't never trust them in the first place. It was always a money thing. So they got, with yeah. I mean, Sirach, that's all everybody drunk in the hood. It was an urban yeah, it, thing it, to me. It, people, it was urban. It started urban, but then it became, um, you know, let, let's mainstream. just put it this way. I was at Christmas party. I was working at a law firm, and I worked there for a few years. And the lock was out for a couple of years already. It was, you know, you see P. Diddy in the commercials, and you go to Christmas party, and we got Grey Goose. And the second year, mm-hmm. we had Grey Goose. And the third year, they had Ciroc. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. shit, he, he done hit the white people now. I mean, he was the partner. <laughs> you know, they done chose, they chose that. You know what I'm saying? So... His marketing work to take it from urban and make it white, to make it, you know, okay. something mainstream. that uh, luxury, yeah, you know, mainstream luxury brand. You think Ciroc, you think of, you know, um, luxury stuff. This is a premium um, vodka, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they want to play his his little thing like, man, that's urban. And, you know, um, that's how they do, you know, with your clothing line. You know, you got your, you know, your clothing line. You went and picked out all these clothes, and you bring it, and they say, "Oh, that's urban," and you are gonna put that in the back of the store, over there. We're not putting that in the front with the polo and the Tommy Hilfiger and the Lacoste. That's going back there because that's urban. That's for, you know, another demographic that we're not looking to advertise to. They're just gonna buy it because. They buy stuff. They they buy anything. You know that's how they look at it. Well, that's probably you know why he target. That's probably why that he's being target now. He's got beef. Yeah, yeah. And um, hold on one second, though. I got my phone. You have to charge me. Um, the problem with him is, um, you know he's. I gotta say. If, some, if they want to get puffy, he deserve it. I mean, his introduction to me, I think I told you this before, Bev, was there was a basketball. They used to do these celebrity basketball games in New York City. So instead of you have a couple of pros, guys who used to be pros, you know, they're older now, you know what I'm saying, and you have all the, the, the rappers and singers and couple of comedians and a couple of actors and you know you're able to sell out that game you know uh, because all the people people want to see are going to be there you have a real good halftime show so you're able to sell the tickets at a premium so he used to throw these celebrity basketball games and um he was being cheap he didn't have the permit he got to do the game anyway they didn't have the fire doors exit um, uh, open and something happened inside of the game. Like a shot went off or someone thought a shot went off. Everyone ran to the exit and one door opened and the other one stayed closed. So they all tried to squeeze through one door and they got trampled to death. So about eight people died. And, you know, you the first time I saw him, he was he was young then. He was about 20, 21 years old on the side of the uh, sidewalk with hand cuffs on. He was the promoter. He was the the person who threw it. He should have had 
the proper amount of security. He didn't. He should have had the fire exits open, but he didn't. The fire department was supposed to come inspect the venue before the event, but they wasn't there. You know, he did everything wrong, right? And it, he beat that. You know, he didn't beat it, but he made. they made it a civil thing for him. He didn't have to face criminal charges. And next thing you know, I see him with Mary J. Blige and Jodeci, and, you know, they're praising him as their producer. And this is Uptown Records. And um, then he becomes Bad Boy, and they become this global phenomenon, hip-hop record label. And then Biggie gets killed. And other artists start leaving him, and he hires someone who sounds exactly like Biggie, named Shine. And they go to a club, and he was dating J-Lo at the time, Jennifer Lopez. And they go to the club, and he gets into a fight with someone, and the guy, Shine, just starts shooting at the guy and shoots a couple of innocent people in the face, a girl in the face, or somebody else in the eye or something. He ends up doing about 10 years in jail for that. You know, like, but that's all puffy. You know, he, everything with him is, is surrounded by death and destruction. You know what I'm saying? So, he, you know, if anyone deserves, you know, some type of karma, it's him, you, you know. Um, but I think that that's what this is all about, Bill, because I'm thinking, what do they got to gain from this? They saw Tupac and we're like, who? That, these kids don't know who Tupac is anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a right. T-shirt. He's the guy in the T-shirt. You know, he's not a rapper to them. You know, he he doesn't have dreadlocks and, you know, um, he's not wearing a blouse. Skinny, skinny you know jeans. <laughs> skinny jeans, you know. Yeah, he's not. He's a he's an icon figure, you know. So um, to rehash this whole thing, I think that's why perfect timing for that you know what i'm saying another thing that happened this week um going along the lines of hip-hop and i was supposed to have Rashawn on tonight but Rashawn um he had uh some problems at work so he didn't you know he couldn't make it i usually like to have him on when i talk hip-hop because we go back and forth with it because he remembers things i don't um we had a rapper in the late 80s early 90s named special ed and he's on a very popular hip-hop show called Drink Champs. And a uh, pretty interesting concept because they get the guys to sit around a table and answer questions, but they drink. So, you know, they did drink taking shots. You know, they just smoking some weed. So after a while, their answers start to just, they start telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you start to hear how people really feel, you know? Um, so uh, he made a comment saying that the West Coast rappers destroy hip hop, and I hear this a lot, and I totally disagree with this. And um, it, you know, it's almost like you're blaming them for um, the negativity that's happened in the neighborhoods, and I would I would probably contest and say that was happening before the. That music ever existed, you know what I'm saying, Beth? Like, oh, yeah. In, in New York City, we had all these rappers making positive music, um, but you went outside, shit, man. It was crack everywhere. It was, it was, it was World War Three. You know what I'm saying? That the music didn't indicate the reality of what we were living in. You get what I'm saying? Everyone's 
making songs about a party and you know that that little one or two hours out the day that you might have to have a good time but you know you got to get home after that party you ain't telling about you know how you might have to you know take your coat off and put it in a plastic bag because you see some people that's going to take your coat it's a whole different you know what i'm saying it, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. what it was what it was coughed up to be you know and it, it, it's almost like people blame them for the violence in black america and i'm thinking hell no you know I, you know what i'm saying i, I watched um the bmf show on stars that was talking about detroit in the 80s detroit was wild you know yeah. big meets and all of them was there this was in the 80s it, yeah it, that you know it didn't need no nwa to influence what was already happening so you know you're punishing these guys for being the first people to rap about what was actually happening and, and really be notarized you know it was other people who did it but they weren't they weren't um highlighted you know what i'm saying but they mm-hmm. did it and it was they became stars doing it i don't you know i think there was a couple someone actually thought like they they there was an agenda like these kids were some kids just from the hood that had some talent they was just came telling up with you ideas. what was going on yeah and, and you know so i went back and i listened to their album their first album uh, as a group uh, and I believe it was called Straight Out of Compton. That's the name of the album. Mm-hmm. And that was the name of the, the single from the album, the big hit single. And they only used the word gang in three songs. Well, really, just three times on the whole album. Right? In, in the in the song Straight Out of Compton, they tell you the gang is, you know, uh, it was uh, coming straight out of Compton, crazy MF and named Ice Cube with a gang called Niggas with Attitude, you know? They wasn't promoting no Bloods, no Crips. They didn't, you don't hear none of that in the album. You know what I'm saying? Now, what they did have was misogynistic lyrics, you know, uh, the love was going, you know, the, you know, the queen mother goddess talk was going and it became, yo, bitch, you know, that, that became what they brought into the game, but as far as I'm but that's to the, the way they was talking, song, but that's they how they were talking, talking like that in the hood. I mean, every I mean that's how guys was talking, bitch, this and nigga that. But that was just part of the conversation. That was part of the conversation, and they put it on wax. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't blame them for what happened in Black America after that. You know what I'm saying? It, they highlighted it people said, oh, shoot, we could get away with saying it. So everybody started saying it. Because prior to that, you had to be real clean cut. You didn't want to say nothing to mess it up, you know, because they it was, uh, we don't know if we're really going to promote these young black kids. You know what I'm saying? It, they kept them on the fence. And, you know, um, they didn't really have that um, but what ability happened, to... But what happened? What happened was the music uh, industry couldn't stop it. It was like a wildfire. There you go, Because that was the young people was buying the records out of the trunk of the cars, and the, the record companies was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, let's get some of this money. And that's what they couldn't exactly. stop that. 
They couldn't stop it. It was natural. They tried. And, they um, tried to regulate it, but they couldn't. So I, I totally disagree with Special Ed. And I thought he was a phenomenal rapper. But he came out right at the same time as N.W.A. And, you know, his first album sold. But his second album, you know, didn't sell. He, yeah, they came out and sold and you didn't pivot. You didn't make the right adjustment to be similar. You get what I'm saying? You Not to say what they're saying, but if that's the attitude they want me to rap in now, that's, if that's the thing, you know, you got to change to the time. And they were not able well, what to change I, to the time. Mm-hmm. What, I got, what I got out of it during that time was the guys was real. And people can feel real when they were saying that they were saying stuff that they didn't read about in a, in a paper or somebody told this. It would seem like that mm-hmm. they were witnessing this or... I mean, when they sang, did it sound or rapped? Did it sound real? You could feel it because people was relating mm-hmm. to it. it. Was like, yeah, that's what's going on right here. Exactly. I don't care what exactly. city you was in. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it didn't need that music to create the crime. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like people try to make it seem like it was no crime in Black America. Until this gangster rap came out, and then that caused all the fun. Like, yeah, man. Because we had positive music all over the radio. Self-destruction, get it for all that positive stuff. Don't do drugs. Don't this. You know what happened to all the old school rappers from New York? Mm-hmm. When they happened? all disappeared, they all became crackheads. They mm-hmm. all became... They all became victims of the drugs, okay, in the 80s, all the dudes from the 80s, including Ron. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All of them mm-hmm. coked out, cracked out, smoked away the 90s, came back to life in the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Now they're, they're clean. You can't tell. If you would have seen them 10 years ago, they wouldn't have had no front teeth. You would have You would have been able to see it, but... They done got some, mm-hmm. some nice little ditches up in there now. And they, you know, they talk mm-hmm. like they, they was around all this time. Like, bro, you was asleep for about 20 years, bro. You you know, <laughs> the, you know, but that's what happened to them, you know. So all that positive and stuff, I don't have no problem with the negative rap as long as it's rapping about reality. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, now, the, what they doing today, all this rapping about shooting people and really shooting them and all that, I don't mm-hmm. agree with this, you know. They, they were telling mm-hmm. stories, you know. The, yeah. you know they would, Even if they were putting themselves in first person, it was so, uh, it had so much hyperbole in it. You can't, you don't believe, it. you know what I'm saying, that they're going to go on the radio and say, this is what I really did. You know what I'm saying? It was a story, you know, it, but... You know, that that's just what like, we ended uh, up with. Just like Ice Cube when he did it was a good day. I mean, when he song when he rapped on that, that was so real that so many guys had to go through that. You know, they, they didn't know if they was gonna make it home that night, if they was gonna live through that day. Exactly. You know, highlight when you had that good day in a bad neighborhood, you know, because everything yeah. could be all messed up, you know. Uh, and when you listen to Ice Cube's couple of albums, 
it's no way you can put he could put those albums out today. I mean, he had songs "White Cave Bitch." Um, for me, he was pro <laughs> black as it gets. You know what I'm saying? He was, you know, man, calling them cracker in the song and these devils and talking about Jews in the song, even though they was paying them. You understand? And he got away with it. And he couldn't get away with that today. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. back then and that ever, you know, at people who talk about N.W.A., the being the cause of all this negative stuff, Ice Cube wrote all those songs that they sung. He, they wasn't no rappers. He was the rapper. He wrote Easy Part, Dre Part, you know, here, this your part, this my part, you know what I'm saying? When he was there, he wrote all the songs. That's why he was pissed off that he, he didn't get paid. You know, he wasn't getting paid, boy. He left the group because he's like, y'all wrote all this shit. You know what I'm saying? What you mean I get, you know, this this little bit of check? I wrote all that, you know? Where's my writing fees? Where's all that stuff at? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, I just think I hate when that narrative comes out. You know, um, I think it's because we don't like to take accountability for what we did, you know, what happened where we were living. Because wherever you was living at was wild in the 80s. I don't care where it was, you know. Once those mm-hmm. drugs came in, it was it was the same everywhere, you know. Um. And um, you got any calls, Beth? Yeah, let's let somebody, uh, people at the mound table. Uh, the phone in number is 323-642-1586. Push the number one uh, if you have a question or a comment. Okay, let's see. Kwame, you're at the table. Good evening, Sister Bev, and good evening, Thomas. How you be this evening? Great, great. I'm good, brother. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, you 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 made a lot of valid points in in that generation. That's your generation, Generation X. That era of when hip hop began and what it is now. You know, it's like your daughter now is is gone off to college. Her generation of music, hearing what you were playing as she was growing up, but her her whole genre is a whole different message than what came from the eighties and and the seventies. Because for Bev and I, we were Motown, and she being there in Detroit, yeah, love. that era of Motown was the soul. And then all of a sudden, you had this in between this disco. And then mm-hmm. dropped hip hop, and it's like that that generational shift came about, and each generation creates their cultural art music, and what they're singing yeah. about is what's going on in the street, like we were singing Martha and the Vandellas dancing in the street. That's what we used to do, have block parties and doing that. Yeah, they right. singing about what's going on in the street. And so the whole thing era, like you saying, this 27 years ago, Pac got shot. This dude is, is, is about 60 years old that's telling this story. You know, he's an old head now, and he's trying to make his, his last fame to glory, thinking he, he didn't had enough time that he could tell his story. Hey, ain't no, ain't no statute of limit on murder. Right. Ain't no statute of limit on murder. You know, 
So what he did was is that he, he came out and he started, and what did he do with that? YouTube and blogs, social media. They didn't have that back then. When Pac got killed, wasn't no YouTube. So this oh, is the God. part of what, right, but this is what the, the part I'm saying is that this technology advancing is creating avenues of of trying to make themselves great before they leave here. You know, I my my mom is ninety one and I FaceTime her every day. She gets elated just to look and see my face on the phone and we talk to each other. And this is the part to where Myself, you know, I spent all day today trying to get myself hooked up on transferring from my credit union to my bank to where I could transfer out of one account into the other, trying to use this technology. It had me puzzled as heck. I'm used to going to the <laughs> bank or going and write a check and do, do that. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out, and, and they telling me to put this in and do this, and it wasn't going on. And I had to get them to walk me through it finally got in and got the, the, the two people, I need a routing number, I need this number, I need that number, then you do this and you do that. And I'm like, man, I'm not into this where I could have called my granddaughter and say, hey, she she manages a bank. And I'm going, how do you do this? But I wanted to do it myself, learn how to do it to get it to find out for myself. And that's the part right. of what's going on now today. You know, we sit and we talk about you like you said, you know, back in the nineties, you would love to be back because you're looking at what that advancement has gotten now, and you talked about all the the the, the uh, GPT and all this technology advancing. You know, it's going every day. We get up is something new, and now you got aerosol vaccine. But the thing that you look at, if you got aerosol vaccine, you got aerosol contaminants. They can do the opposite. They can give us virus. And that's what they were doing with the chemtrails and all of that. Now they see that it did work. Now let's go ahead and, you know, we the ones that didn't take the shot, we're going to get them this way. Right. So A lot they, of people they, they didn't take it. Con- right. And that's the way that they're going to do it because all they got to do is, you know, fly over New York City and drop aerosol in the air and guess what? Dang near half the people in the street gonna get inoculated or get contaminated. Mm-hmm. One or the other. You can inoculate or you can contaminate. And that's the danger of what they're creating. That's bio warfare. And we've got to That's what we in. Right. And this is what we're talking about. But see this part that we're doing I spent this whole weekend, I did a full moon sweat lodge down there in, in East Point. I went and I built a labyrinth out in, in this person. They had a big forest backyard, and they wanted to do this whole thing, and we did the ceremony for that. And the week before that, I was out there digging crystals. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm steady trying to introduce people to the Overground Railroad and to creating oasis, our ancestor spirit and services in nature. 
we got to get back and get into the frequency because like you were saying, you were talking about the part of them being urban with, with Diddy talking about using the, 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 the part of calling him. That's cause you're bad from being black. <laughs> That's what it's They saying. can't say black. Huh? Right. So the thing is they, they'll use urban. That's, that's, they, those are those whistle, uh, what you call them, dog whistle words. They talking about you, but they talk to you in a language that they 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 can't call you the N word, so they call you the urbanite. Mm-hmm. So you, we're looking at these generational methods in which they're doing, but the danger. I'm sitting here watching Inside Job, and you work on Wall Street. And what they did on Wall Street in 2008, the billions of dollars and that, and then what happened now? The dude that came out, everybody was in crypto. The biggest criminal in the United States history just got busted. All them people are out of money. See, the, the, the thing is, is that we're letting this take over and it's, it's, it's this is going to be, you know, man either is going to wake up and, and going to try to find a way to get up, to turn the switch off, because what's today? The, the second, tomorrow, Thursday, when they make that, 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 that uh, broadcast. That signal, yeah. That signal. What time are they supposed to do that? My what? phone ain't going to be on from midnight. To, to, to the next night. I'm not turning my phone. You can leave me a message. You can do whatever you want to do. But I'm not turning that phone on. But you see, why are you not going to turn the phone on? Do it? But that, the thing is, is that I'm not turning the phone on. We don't know what this this message and what it entails as being the subliminal signal. or a high, high frequency. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. is the reason why they're doing it. It's, it's something behind that, and I'm I'm not turning minds on either. So even if it's nothing to it, I'd rather be no, safe. I, I, I mean, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right, right. So because it won't hurt for my phone to be off a few hours. It it don't hurt me because when I'm doing therapy, my phone is in my truck in in my in my console in inside of my truck. I just leave it in there plugged up. I don't even worry about it. And so the thing that I'm saying is we, we know, yeah, this technology is good information, learning certain things you can you can create, you can learn how to fix and build and do whatever, but then there's more danger because you're talking about, you know, the rap of what came through videos and now what the, the children, the young people now being able to get all of these games and get all of this programming and doing this is dangerous because they jacking because they, they grew up sitting in front of playing carjacking. They get up shooting and killing. That's what the program is. It started out with a Pac-Man eating another ball up, and now you killing, eating up each other. Well. So did they say what time they was going to put the signal? Because I know in India, you know, everything has a pro and a con. In India, 
they was using signals to heal people during the pandemic. So it could be used for good or evil. So did they say right. the same thing that it was going to be? With the aerosol. 220 2 Eastern Time. 2.20 okay. p.m. Eastern Time. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I, Look you're, at the second person, you're the second person to say that they're going to turn their phone off. And I'm like, wow, I don't get it. it. It's, yeah, I'm, I don't know what, 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 I don't know, man. It's just going to be a message on your phone. It's going to be like the Amber Alert. Right. You know? I, don't I don't don't they have a tone to it or something when it comes on? Yeah, it goes like, eh, 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 Right, eh, right. And that's what we're talking about. It ain't the best oh. thing. It's that tone. It's the frequency. Okay. That's what okay. that's what we're talking about. And oh. and look at something. Ten four. That's that CB language for. Uh, oh, it's gonna be okay. And then you're doing it at what? Two twenty. Two twenty. Two twenty is a four. Right. You know, you got to look at all this. I mean, we may be a little cautious, or we may be looking at, you know, but I don't put nothing past them. I do not. They will try. They will attempt to do this by any means that they are going to attack us. And this is what they're doing. Because if they just told you about them, Gail doing that, and I sent you a, a thing on it, that, and you were right, because that, that, that flood that they were showing on the news in the subway and all of that, when, when they were talking about New York is flooding, that came out of New Zealand somewhere. Mm. <laughs> but that's wow. how I mean, yeah, that's that, a lot of those pictures, a lot of pictures fake. they were showing. I was like, where that where that was at? Because I ain't seen none right. of that. You know, I I saw the that fourth, wasn't even, uh, I that was wasn't the, even in this country. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was at Times Square where fake. the train, the water was coming on the tracks. I saw that, but it was just like, you know. Water for for hitting the tracks. You know, I didn't think like, oh, okay, we got you know, it was draining off, but it was coming from the streets down. So, I, but when I saw the stuff underwater, I was like, yo, what? And I was asking people like, your grandma, did they? They was like, I, I, you know, I, hey, everybody, and that's that's the problem right there. Everyone that said, media. well, that's what they showed on the news, and that's how that's yeah, how but, they made it. Right, that the media, they believe what they see. Mm-hmm. Right, and see the thing about the thing is clicking. The clicking is that they want your. It's no longer. It's no longer about you know listening and when your ear. It's what your eyes. Your eyes are locked on these phones. It's how many looks yeah. they get. How many looks can they get you to look at? How many likes? And like this and subscribe yeah, to well, that. Yeah, but you have to look at it just to say you like it. And that's what they look yeah. They're counting how many looks do you give it. Well, a lot of people be about to get ran over because they be all in their phone while they walking and walking all out in the street. Right, and they and they blue light addicts. Wi-Fi blue mm-hmm. light addicts. Because even now mm-hmm. we're talking about the effect on puberty in young people from the blue light. 
Yeah, I believe because it. collagen and all of these lights that, that that these frequency of light is damaging. A lot of people now having a whole lot of eye problems because they sitting in front of computer screens all day, and they're yeah, not one of them. And they know it's damaging to them. Yeah. Even though I wear my blue blockers, I still feel it. Yeah, but what Silicon Valley says, their children will not be sitting in front of computer screens. They got paper and Mm -hmm. Mm filters. They know the damage you do to the brain. Yeah. Let me let let somebody else at the table. Are you finished, Kwame? Go ahead. You can still keep your mic open. That's utmost good information, man, because... I was trying no to problem, figure out who they going to get shooting because they kind of knew it, but they would, I, I thought it should, but did he too? Oh, that's what I was about to say. So Suge is, um, well, I was watching Star, um, Star Report early. Star is a hip-hop. Uh, he used to be on um, the radio here in New York. It was called Star and Buck Wow, but uh, when Aaliyah died, he made a joke and they kicked him off the radio. He's been on the internet hmm. since, so he's pretty credible source. And he said that um, Suge Knight might be testifying against um, PCD because he would know who shot from the car. He was in the car with Tupac, right? And he's hmm. serving life in jail. So if they told him, "Listen, bro, you know how you, you know we can make a deal with you here. You know you want to get out." You know, maybe you know, you got twenty five of life, maybe you cut that to fit and you can see your grandkids, you know, he might take that. All right, I'm gonna add somebody else to the mound table. Uh two fifteen four three two Philadelphia. Hotel is a bad hotel. Everybody good love, good love. Peace, peace. Peace, buddy. Um, Piggyback off a couple of things y'all was saying with that with that uh, frequency thing, um, for real, for real, is only going to attack those. Well, from what I've seen on YouTube, is only going to attack them people that took the vaccine. So that's the real. But they put that in it, the I air. Guess. What was True. in the vaccine? True. That's what they saying. They putting it so you breathing it, so everybody probably got it. What, so, what was they talking about? Shedding or something like that. Yeah, 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 the shed. And so I think, I, I guess, I guess everybody got a little touch of the mRNA in them. I guess at this point, by this point, because you don't ever know. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I really think it's in the fool that would be really, really damaged. Yeah. The people that got that liquid, got that venom in their body. Like I think that's who would really probably be the most damaged. Um, well, that's what the Indian guy was saying on YouTube or whatever. And then um, he had said at 2 p.m., I, I, certain people were saying 222, 220. I don't know. I'm just going to keep my phone off. Even though I need my phone, but I'm just going to keep it off. Just, you know, just like you said, to be on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see this, man. I'm leaving mine on. I want to see this. <laughs> 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 you crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, or maybe I might keep mine on too and just take some zeal light and take some uh <laughs> take some fuel, take some acid, maybe it won't even affect me. Maybe. 
But um, I'm, I'm going to take got, all of that and still keep my phone off and still take off. But see, here's the thing, though. Y'all. Here's the thing, though, Sister Bev. What, but, mm-hmm. like, all right, we all in these cities, right? Nope. I'm here in Philly. No, everybody, everybody we're not, we're not all in the city. Oh, well, all right, all right, all right, brother Kwame, you're not, but for the most part, like, let's take me here in Philly. All the houses connected. So if I turn my phone off, who's to say somebody next door, they phone it. You know what I mean? So it's like, is it really going to do justice to have your specific phone off if you're living in these places and everybody got a phone? Let me ask you something. In Philadelphia, because I, 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 I've been to Philly many times. I used to date a sister. It was, we used to go up there visiting our mother up in Philly. But the part about mm-hmm. it is your houses are built that way, but there's a, a, it, they have a firewall between houses. Yeah, it's called a party wall. Right. And so that's your, that's your it's like you, you're in a, in a box of Faraday, a cage. It's fire protected frequency. That's right. why they got rid of lead paint is because transmission of, of radio frequency can't penetrate lead. I got a I got right. my little box that I put my phone. I can put my box, my phone in the box, and that nothing can transmit to it. Okay, so and who, right. and so, who knows? It might be a signal for good. It might be healing you. You never know because they play so many games with the information. Right, right. They play these tricks to games. I feel what the brother's saying because I'm gonna be at work. <laughs> So even if mm-hmm. I have my phone off when two twenty hit, everybody's phone at the same time is gonna do the sound. So I'm gonna hear it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now go take you a bathroom break. Go take a bathroom break at that time. This is what I this is what I did with both sweat lodges I did this week past weekend and the other sweat lodge I did before at Hot Springs. What is called frequency hygiene? To where in that sweat lodge, we are sweating and, and temperature, even COVID can't live in it because you get a temperature almost 200 degrees from those rocks and the water and that, 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 that uh, blanket-covered shell that you're in that this detoxes you to the cellular level. And this is what I was sharing with the people and that we have to be able to do this on a basis just like you go to the gym, you go to the steam room, and you go work out, sit in the sauna. That allows your body to emit those those toxins. And we are we have frequency hygiene that we got to learn because we're being bathed in these frequencies. So I could go right. in the bathroom and turn on my hot water and let the, let the bathroom steam up during that time. Probably, yeah. But, all right, so, Brother Kwame, now back to the party wall situation, right? So when I come on my door, right, it's a, my next-door neighbor to the my next door neighbor to the right of me, our doors are close together. Now the neighbor on the left of me, they door are not close where mine is. My neighbor to the left of me, so me and the, me and the person on the right, we don't have a party wall. I got a party wall with the person on the left of me. So I guess how they built it is two houses. They 
two houses is actually one. So not every wall, so not both of the walls on each side has a party wall. It's only one because the house that you're adjacent to on the other side, they didn't put a party wall there, but they gave them a party wall on their right side. Okay. If you and understand the, what I'm saying. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, but most houses are built, the most sound structure they tell you to go in, like tornadoes and hurricanes and places where if you can't get out of a place, is to go mm-hmm. in the bath. That the structure of a bathroom is different from the rest of the house because they have to reinforce it with that tub and the water and 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 that part. That's why they call it the hydrotherapy room. Uh, so you got to know what safe spot, safe places in your house is. You know, and the thing too is like you said when you step out your door, if you inside, you protect it. You be to decide where that firewall is at, and being and and if you look at I don't know I've never been there to see that is your bathroom on the firewall side or is it on the other side? Okay, my bathroom on the firewall side. It ain't on see, the side. Structures. That's that's what that's what I'm talking about. How they build structures. Oh, all right, cool, cool. So I, I have safety. And another thing, now when you do the sweat lodges, right, now you know up here in this area, in this region, um, the tribe that was up here is the Lenape tribe, right? Right. Do you do works with them in Pennsylvania, New Jersey area that has sweat lodges up here? I've done ceremony with folks up there, you know, because we have gatherings, and, and when you come to the gathering. Most time we we come together, you gonna have a lodge because that's part of the ceremony. Okay. Not like a powwow. I'm saying that we gather to to you know talk about things that I I mean even in Maryland I've got places I go up in Maryland. I've been in West Virginia. Okay. You know Virginia, North Carolina. I'm going to North Carolina in November. I got. Uh, I just did these two here, and I'm doing this is because I'm preparing people for to get ready for the fall. Cleanse out, clean your body out, detox, and clean the body because you're getting ready to go into a new season. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And and with that Keefe B guy, when I was watching that, let's see, our people. They ain't learned yet about Vlad. And, you know, it's rumor. Everybody be talking about how he an agent for real and this, that, and the third. But I don't really think people understand how many people done got locked up and then got indicted and all types of stuff after going on his show. And these people still go on his show. He know what to say to you to bait you in. He know you're going to try to look lit. He know you're going to try to be the most and try to be the, the, the uh, bigger boss than the next person. So... He know what questions to ask you to get you in that track. You know what I mean? He asked him. He told he told him what Mike Tyson said because he knew he was he's an idiot. He probably gonna try to you know boast and brag about what he did. And when I seen that interview, I, when I first seen it, I'm looking like, bro, you know you just told on yourself. Like you just you, you just told on yourself. And then now this and it's like wow, like I I, I don't know what what but. Thomas, what you well, were saying talking. about this, the show that they have with it, a drunk man don't lie. That's why they sit there and start giving them shots because they know 
that all gonna make their tongue loose and they well, that was another body. show. That's another that's drink show. Champs. Yeah. Yeah, that's Drink Champs. He did he wasn't on the Drink Champs. Um but yeah, he's uh, um, he on black. You know, I would say um the problem today, well, in the ever he grew up in, which was wasn't too far from me, we had that mentality where props props was everything. If you had props or clout with was what it would be called today, you know, but props, you know, your reputation precedes you, you know what I'm saying? And you know, you do anything to maintain your reputation and the in the grow your reputation. And he he couldn't resist, you know, they like we're past that ever. It's, it's no more of that. That don't exist anymore. But the stories is what people want to hear. And he couldn't right. resist, man. He he couldn't help himself, man. So for that for that little clout, for that those props he got for for you know doing it, you know, look what it cost him. But at his age, though, he should have known better. Ain't he like sixty? That's what I'm saying. That's what I say. I, yeah. I don't feel right because I mean he should have common sense. I could see if he was young, but at his age right. he, he should have like had common sense. And and he's from the streets too. He really supposed to have common sense. But you know, old saying go just because you old don't mean you ain't a fool. But I'm just yeah, saying he's from fool. the streets. <laughs> he thought he had. He, he, had immunity he should have some sense. Yeah, but that's why and I he, said there is no immunity on murder. And he should know that. No, yeah, there is immunity on murder. It's no it's no um statute of limitation, oh, but if they if they limitation. say if they if um let's just say they tell me, yo, I'm gonna give you immunity if you tell me everything Kwame did and I killed ten people, I'm about to tell them I killed this person, I killed that person, y'all giving me immunity. That means that y'all can't charge me for none of that stuff. Or you want to spy You know, that's what they do to people who snitch all the time. You, you get an immunity for your crime but then, if you give up that person. But, but then they the come back and get you said, for something else. Yeah, but yep. you know, like you said, they, they gave him immunity in California and wherever else. But Nevada sit there and say, well, extradite him because we're going to charge him. We're not giving it to him. Exactly. He they didn't even have to extradite him because he was living in Nevada at the time, you know. So yeah. yeah. So and, and then, see, he probably thought because we in this era of these young boys, they I call it yelling and telling, because that's all this drill rap stuff is. They yelling and they telling. He think because we in this yelling and telling age, he can get on there and and, and clout chase and make himself seem like he's you know thorough or whatever. And ain't nothing going to happen to him. That's not the case. This has been going on for, what, 26, 27 years now? They've been looking for you for 26, 27 years. This has been on some unsolved mysteries type stuff for years. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're not 18, 19 years old. And see, that, and when they do that kind of thing, that means that you got to keep that paper coming in, so you got to sign another contract and put out the web because you got to pay for to keep you got to buy your manumission papers, what you had bought one one and slavery. You got to buy papers to say that you free. Right. Oh, so speaking of that, 
So if I wanted papers to say that I'm free, is that the same thing as changing your status? Not really, because even with with, okay. with changing our status, you know, the thing is, is, I don't know if you ever heard of Bovier's law, Bovier and what they have, small c and big c. And the thing is, is that you were wrote in, you, you, you were part of the Constitution, you were wrote in and given citizenship. They can, they can take away that am- amendment and, and do it just like they vote on the vote, I mean, the Voters' Right Act. And see, that's the part that we got to understand is that in constitutionally, you know, we got to go back to natural law. And that's where you find the, the thing in which you have natural rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's your birthright. You were born, when you come out of the womb, that's your right. That's why they sell you in the lab, I mean, delivery room. They sell you right there in the delivery room with that certification called a birth certificate to the Department of Commerce, and then they get credit for you. I read today that the Supreme Court, which opened session again today, they voted that they can't keep, the Democrats can't keep Trump off the ballot. So I read that today. Yeah, they they could. No, (laughs) I mean, Andrew They were trying to. Andrew Jackson killed a man in a duel and became president. Yep. Bill Tillman, too, down in uh, Carolina, he killed the man and became the governor, yeah. Yeah. In a duel. He lost his eye, too, in the duel. Shot his eye out. Right. See, the thing that happens with it is the 13th Amendment says neither slavery nor indentured servitude if you are duly convicted, you have to be convicted. He's been charged, but he hasn't been convicted. Once he becomes convicted for a felony, then he is no longer eligible. What happens when you when you get convicted? You can't vote. You don't have any rights no more. That's why they're charging him with all of this stuff. And he's going through all of these courts and all of this going there and paying his lawyer teams and doing that. Long as he don't get a conviction on a felony. So he just got to stay away from getting convicted. Yep. Well, I don't think he's going to get convicted, though, or nothing. Because he ain't, I, I don't see what he did wrong. Like, what, what, he's just making up some cockamamie bull crap. But you look at something. If the if we had done any of the things he done, we'd be in prison. He just got enough money to keep that that door open. I mean, closed for him not to go in there yet. Right. What have, so you, much, what have you done to put him in prison? I mean, in the things that that has done uh, as far as statutes of law, he's broken certain laws. That if you broke that law, you would be in jail. Because you haven't got enough resources to to, to pay the well, well. out of it. Well, it, it, did he break? You know, it's a difference between legal and lawful. So is he doing things lawful and not doing them legal? Because well, legal is the interpretation of law. 
okay, is 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 the thing now. Person be guilty if he like I think Thomas was saying what Puffy did when he had this this event and the doors were locked and eight people got trampled to death. That is that that was a murder situation that he had enough money to keep him out of the being convicted charged for that crime. But if you yell fire in in a theater and people get killed and they know that you the one to yell fire, guess what you're going to be charged with? Murder. Yes. Yeah, that's like, that's like right. um, last wait, week wait, 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 wait. we had to, oh, my fault. He kind of moved the goalpost a little bit there. <laughs> what specific law did, did Trump break that you saying that he got away with that others wouldn't have gotten away with? Um, that's what the question is for. Okay, and and the thing, and then saying that you 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 paid a witness to not to testify that you did what you did with her in order for you not to lose character. That's bribery. But like Judge like, like Judge Brown said, that was blackmail. She had blackmail, right. and she signed the thing saying she wasn't supposed to tell. So. Yeah, she because then the she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Right. Exactly. But now, all the, all the like, um, there's, there's uh, this rapper named Drake, very popular mm-hmm. rapper. Uh, he makes females sign a non-disclosure agreement to spend time with him. They got to turn off, turn in their phones to his security and, and sign an agreement. And it stipulates, you know, yeah, I, I consent to having sex. I consent to whatever, you know, anything that they could come back later and say that he forced them into doing it. In that agreement, you signed your rights away, you know. So I mean, that's not um, that's not against the law. He's trying to he I, had I, sex with a prostitute, a porn star. Mm-hmm. He made her sign an agreement. You better not tell nobody we did this, and she broke the agreement. Yeah, she should be in prison. Right, she should be in prison. For violating the the contract. She signed the contract. But that's what I'm saying. The part of it is, is all about this corporation or what we call America is is corporate. All is about contract law. This is maritime commercial contract law. Exactly. So is he also getting off the hook with all this stuff too? Do y'all think he changed? Do you think Trump changed his status and he came out of the public and went into the private or however that goes? He was in the private before he became president. Right. He bought. Okay. He was doing all the private. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kwame. Yeah, but that's what he did when when billionaires. They get a certain status, you know, because you've got so much resource that you have other people, teams of people working for you to do and take care of all the business that you need, your legal te- legal teams and all of that is your corporation and yourself. Yeah. You become a corporation. You incorporate it. They made you incorporate. Which basically is diplomatic immunity. 
Well, a diplomatic community mm-hmm. means you are on another la- from a foreign soil, and you come on okay. this, this land. That's why a, for- a foreigner can't be president of this country. That's who is it? DeSantis. He's not from here. He's from Canada, I think. Was born in Canada. But he's mm. attempting to play the role. They did that last time with um, Ted Cruz. He's from Mexico. They let him run for president, but he couldn't have won. Um, he couldn't have won. Yeah. He, couldn't be, he couldn't have taken the office because he's, he's not an a, 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 a American-born. He wasn't born on American. So you can be born an American embassy in Germany and still be just like uh, – What's her name? That married to the prince in England, and she had Meghan that son, uh, Meghan yeah. Markle. Her son, her son, as a child, can be president of the United States or the King of England. Yeah, he was he way do. down the line in succession. Uh, but um, the case that they got against Trump now, they're gonna take all his properties from well, in this case. And, and this is one of those How cases they, where this is one of those cases call? where nah, this is a civil case. Um, the one in the one in New York. Um, where they're How they gonna that take he, his property? And I bet you his they, property they, is all tied they, up in a trust or an estate. It ain't individual. Nah, so um, yeah, they 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 talking about Trump Tower, his um mm-hmm. his golf. Oh, I want to see that. Now, yeah. the reason why is because they got him online about the square footage of the actual apartment. So he took loans. Huh? Yeah, so if you have a, let's just say uh, I got a, a house. What's the law that's a, against that? It's because well, you, you get... It's, a, it's a civil... It's a I'm telling y'all what the um, prosecutors is about to do. So mm-hmm. They're about to take his properties from him. Let's just say I own a house and I Try. go to the bank and I, I want to get a second mortgage. And I say, mm-hmm. oh, I got a house that's 100,000 square feet, but my house is really only 75,000 square feet. And they give me loans you think- based off of the 100 square feet. Now, they right. don't do that. So, they don't do that. You think the bank no, they, they take did your that. word for they, it? They, they yeah, they took his word. Out there. No, they did the, the document that they showed, he put down his apartment was 25,000 square feet. He took a loan for 55,000 square feet. Now, this is not a problem with the bank. The, what they're doing is the prosecutors is going to strong on because the judge already said, I don't need the jury. I already found him guilty. Now, all I need y'all to do is tell me the punitive damages, right? So they already skipped the jury trial. They're already doing them dirty. So they're going to take his stuff. That's he might be able to get it back. Yeah, but this <laughs> ain't nothing they doing lawful, man. They, it's the federal government. That's what I'm saying. They, they That's why it ain't going to hold up. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Now, how they're going to work him is because when you look at Trump Tower and a lot of his property, most of them, hotels or big office buildings or, or not um, residential towers, 
you have um um retail space. So when they take it from him, they're gonna sell some of that retail space, right? Because at the bottom of Trump Tower is like a three-story Gucci store, and I think I think it might be um, Rolex on the other side. But now if they sell that space to Gucci, now they own equity in the tower. Even when he gets it back, they can't, can't take that away from them. See, that's how they're gonna work on. Unfortunately, because New York does not want him to own anything in New York Trump ever again. They don't want him to come own, back. Trump probably don't own it. none of that in his name. He's probably sold it to his to his uh, trust or his estate. He he probably uh, don't have they, nothing in his name personally. They ain't mentioned nothing still, about he, none of that. He still in the, he in the still has today. access for his assets. Like Even they say, oh, well, they're gonna take the the fine they're talking about giving him is like two hundred and fifty million dollars, and then confiscating certain. I want to see this happen, especially properties where he's taking loans that were backed by the city, and he defrauded the city and the state of New York by taking these loans and lying on the paperwork. They're using a bunch of technicalities. And um, like Dr. X said last week, like it'll hold up. It'll be it'll even win an appeals court, but it'll, it'll you know once it goes before the Supreme Court, he could win his stuff back. But that could be eight years from now, and all the equity they're gonna sell into his real estate, he won't really own but a small fraction of it once he gets it back. You know what I'm saying? It's but what be, they're gonna try to do him dirty. That's but what, 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 what Right, but one thing we got to understand something: as long as Trump is an ex-president, he I think it's three hundred. It used to be two hundred and fifty thousand a year. Three hundred—that's what he gets paid, plus Secret Service and all of his other benefits that came with him being president of the United States until they throw dirt on his face. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter just made ninety-nine and still collecting from being the president yeah. and still has Secret it's Service. Sweet. That three hundred thousand dollars to Trump is nothing. You know, I think no, but, like it, but how many? Let me ask million you a year But what I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm asking you, if they charge, you say he gonna lose, they gonna find two hundred and fifty million. How civil. many million? How many millions? And you look at what he's paying out. How, that billion ain't gonna stay a billion with all the millions leaving. Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you say. So you think they try and bleed them dry? They, 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 can't they, they, they I don't think they, I don't think that they could um bleed him dry. He got way too much money. But yeah, you know, you talk about a dude who got billions, you know what I'm saying? This isn't like a rapper or or a black no, dude. I'm not you know, saying that, but I'm saying you know, like a, a like a, a basketball player that they could break, you know what I'm saying? This you know, I don't see it. But what they wanna do is they doing him dirty, man. They they already made it made his golf course public property, the one that he owned in New York. Like, they, they're using codes and ordinances, and then it's held up in court. And by the time this goes to court, you know, they it's going to be, you see what, 70 songs? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing them dirty. And they, yeah, just, and this is what they're doing. They're, they're chipping away at his resources. Yeah, if they could take away his... um. If he could, they could take away his Trump Tower building. Now, I'm not sure if they could take away 
the properties he inherited from his father. Cause, but those properties are rent controlled. So he doesn't probably get as much off of those. Uh, but those are like um, huge apartment complexes. They look like projects, but they're not. They're in Brooklyn and Queens. Like in co ops Yeah, they, they're like co-ops. Or, um, they, they're not co-ops because you rent it from the Trump family, but they're called Trump Village. It's, it's in Brooklyn. It's, it's, they got another one in Queens. Huge, like, 20, 10-story 20, um, buildings, you know what I'm saying, right next to each other, all brick buildings. They look just like the projects, but they're not the projects. They, you know, yeah, they got one on the they, east side of uh, Manhattan, like down in lower Manhattan. I forgot what it's no, called. No, these are in Brooklyn. No, this, these are in Brooklyn and Queens. His father, his father never okay. built in Manhattan. That was his dream was to be the big building in Manhattan because, no one takes builders in Brooklyn and Queens serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be in the big town. So his father built all these apartment complexes throughout Brooklyn and Queens. Um, and that's how his father got rich. And he left that money to Trump. Trump went and built in Manhattan. He wanted to be a big shot, you know. So he, you know, built Trump Tower. And that's what you talk about, Trump City on the the west side. He don't own that. He, they, he licenses his name to it. Okay. That's, that's a brand. That's his brand. Yeah, his he, name yeah, is his brand. Mm-hmm. He built it. And he got paid for building it, and then he gets paid yearly for calling it Trump. You know what I'm saying? They, they pay him uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's like Radio City is who's Rockefeller. They gonna get that for the rest of their that they family will. That nah, that's not owned by Rockefellers. Radio City is Dolan. James Dolan, he's the uh, owner of Madison Square Garden, Knicks, the Rangers, Radio City, Jacob Javits Center, Beacon Theater. Um, he owns it all. Everything that's a con, you could do a concert in Manhattan. He owns it, and he made the law so you can't build anything in Manhattan bigger than uh, to compete with Madison Square Garden. Yeah, so he, you would have he to build it above. Uh, you have to build it above 110th Street, which is Harlem. You know, nobody don't want to go up there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's all. Uh, yeah. So when they tried to build the um, the Jets and Giants field on, in Manhattan, he he put up his paperwork like y'all can't do that unless I own no, it. No, right. You know, and see, they tell you, all right, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. real estate is is done in land and air. You can buy air rights, just like you cannot have any building taller than the Washington Monument in D.C. Nothing. No, I know what you mean by air rights, but no, this this ain't air rights. He got the non-competitive clause. He gets no competition. If he's going to put up his money to build Madison Square Garden, then he gets no competition ever to him putting his money up, and they agreed to it. But they trying to take it from him now, so they gave him five more years to stay where he's at. Because Madison Square Garden used to be called Penn Station. They knocked down Penn right. Station, and they put Madison Square Garden there. But Penn Station is still under Madison Square Garden. But they're going electric rails and all this stuff, so they want a big fancy Penn Station right there. So they telling him five more years, get out of here. Right, because they re- they re they regentifying new new 
isn't New York supposed to be building what it's like in Mumbai and all these guys? They gonna have billionaire buildings with all these buildings. Oh, they got that already. Called billionaire vault. Yeah, yeah, I work around exactly. the corner from there. Yeah, that's that's it's nice around there. Yeah, they building yeah, they, they skinny they though. They real skinny, right? So the building, let's just say one floor is like. You probably got two rooms, like a bathroom, a living room, and a kitchen on one floor. Then the next floor is your bedroom. They real skinny buildings, but they got 130 floors. They real tall. They real, it's like six of them, back to back to back to back, or real skinny. Now that's the air rights, right? Because they had to buy the air rights from all the buildings around them, and then the city passed the law which let them add all those air rights together. And have one giant ear right, right, which was really messed up for everyone who lived in that area and had good view. Now it was blocked because they did some slick stuff. But yeah, for billionaires, two hundred fifty million dollars is the is one of the apartments. You know what I'm saying? Two fifty. Right. The brother was saying he said I he said I get off the elevator. It's twelve is twelve apartments on my project floor. I get in the elevator in one of these big rich buildings, and the elevator open up to the whole the whole floor. Yeah, somebody. you got the whole floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it is, man. It's when you got money, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so with air rights, when when y'all say you gotta buy the air rights from the other buildings. So if I build a 12-story building, let's just say I build a 12-story building. Somebody else come along, they want to build an 18-story building. They got to buy rights from me? If yep. you like, how did that buy, work? If, when you built your 12-story building, you had, you had to have in the contract saying that, okay, can't nobody build no higher than 12 stories. And if they do, yeah. that has to be contracted through you because you bought the air right that they're that they're building shadowing you with. Yeah, cause you if I start, if you own a twelve story building, right, and you sold your apartments for let's just say three thousand dollars each, one bedroom apartments, you got fifty in this one building. And it's based off the right, you know, as you go higher, you're gonna charge a little bit more because you got a better view, right? So people on the right. twelfth floor is paying $6,000 a month, right? Because they at the top floor. They got the best view. Now, you're going to come and block their view with an 18-story building? So now I got to... I can't charge as much as I was before. You owe me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to charge you hundreds of thousands of dollars in air rights for all the money I'm going to be missing out on because I can't sell that apartment for 6000 no more because you're blocking the view. You get what I'm saying? And that kind of works, you know? But oh, that's you crazy. Big, if you're building a billionaire's building that only billionaires is going to live in, you got a limited money to buy all the air rights from the church around the corner. They bought air rights from stuff 20 blocks away, but they could add all them air rights together right in that one place. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, yo, right. that's not right. But, you know, what can, it's such a skinny building that no one really cares. Right. They so skinny. So I gotta figure out then who brought not to cut you off. I gotta figure out who brought the air rights. Um, because Philadelphia was supposed to be like DC. 
No builders were supposed to go over top of William Penn's hat or whatever the case might be. And if it ever did, I guess it's supposed to be a curse on the city or whatever the case might be. But I got to see, I got to research who made that happen. But it's the same. And you also got to look at the zone because air rights right. don't exist through the whole city. It only exists in lower Manhattan, you know what I'm saying, where midtown Manhattan, where all the high-rise buildings are. In Harlem, there's no air rights, you know what I'm saying? You could come up here and build, you know, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But in the Bronx, there's no air rights. You know what I'm saying? In Brooklyn, maybe downtown Brooklyn, where they got the towers like Manhattan or, you know, right on the waterfront of Queens, where they got the big towers like Manhattan. But the rest of it, you know, well, in Queens, you can't build but so high because the airports are there. In, um, in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? You can't. I, I don't see, like, if I come and build in a new building in this neighborhood and I'm, I'm blocking the view of these people who live here already, yeah, what you going to do about it? You know, you can do it. This is a residential area. I'm building a residential building. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it doesn't have that type of power. Yeah, and you, and know, you also have to, you also have to look and see if anybody owned land patents. Because a lot when you buying property, you you buying the property, but you're not buying that land. And you got some people that have land patents, and they might own ten blocks of every. They own the land because right. they got and that what patent. What they do is lease it. They lease it for ninety nine mm-hmm. years in contract, mm-hmm. and saying that you know you have to re- Yeah, you have to land rights is is that you turn around and say okay. I, I own this this block. My family Trump owned this 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 real estate that's up the ground. They bought the land right, so anything that's on there, their family will constantly renew, and that's why it's called generational wealth, because what they set it up in a trust to where the person yeah. that you have the land right that for ninety nine years, and you have to renew it, and and create how much you're going to pay for using that land again to keep your building there. And that's what I'm saying. So Trump land and all so of them is doing all of that. So, yeah. you know, they they real, they real estate tycoons. They know all of right. that. He was dealing on the private. So that's stuff that, that the courts is talking about. They're going through the motions, that's all. Yeah, yeah. they just met here, the whole ground is owned by the city, right? Because under the ground yeah. is the train. So they control the train, mm-hmm. so they run the ground. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that now companies pay big money to have the have, build the building on top of the train station so the people could come out in their building to make it a public space, and then they get public money. You know, that's big money, too. Like, but the ground, anything on the ground in Manhattan is owned by the city. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they control the trains and, and the all the, um, there's no street poles in Manhattan. The only bevel where there's no street poles. You're not going to find no power lines above ground. All the power lines are underground here. So if there's a storm or nothing, it doesn't affect the power. So, um... Yeah, so there's no everything underground is owned by the city. You know what I'm saying? But you see, the only thing that, out. that is, and if if you had a major flood that happened and in in New York, 
that would cause a major outage. But the thing that I'm looking at, when you build in those skyscrapers and buildings, you got to have so much land right in the ground in order to build the foundation to put that building that high. Yeah, you got to build deep down in the ground. So that's where you got to pay the city now. You pay in the city now. Right. That's how they get paid. So they're going to yeah. charge you mad money for your work permits, everything, because these skinny buildings, they got to be so far down in the ground so they don't fall over. It's pretty much like, like you know, you can figure, like, it's yeah. not not it's not physically it's by physics you're not supposed to put something that skinny up in a stage you know what i'm saying so they have to go so deep down so they had to pay but they like i said this is billionaire rope so they don't care they just built the you know how much they gonna, get it all, they gonna get it all back anyway through the taxes exactly because with, with joint resolution uh, june with joint resolution mm-hmm. june the 5th all debt belong to the the uh, corporation, so all they do is write all that stuff off, and the and the the United States pays for it. They yeah, have no the debt. About, they know how to do all that stuff. And see, the thing with real estate in New York, it's not so you know you like he was saying that they getting Trump for square. They sell by the square inch. They don't sell by the square foot. This is how this is how expensive I mean space is in New York. It's very expensive, man. I had a worked at a company and one day I opened the mill, being nosy. And I worked in the mill, you know what I'm saying? And they was paying one hundred thirty eight thousand dollars a month each floor rent. And they had sixteen floors plus five floors I didn't know about. That they was using for storage. They wasn't even using it. You know what I'm saying? 138,000 each floor. You know that was their overhead every month. I looked at them with a whole new found of respect after that. Like God damn, no wonder they ain't paying. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, man, it cost to it cost to to be, and that was at Rockefeller Center. It cost to be it out of the the property that you have it. If it's a luxury property, like especially these new buildings, oh, they paying an arm and a leg because they're paying for the the newness of it. You want your client to be impressed when they come through. So you want right. you got your client coming through to sign some documents. They would have rappers come through to sign their contracts. They would have all you know like that do was Sean Kingston came through and signed a contract. Um, Fifty Cent was suing a. a headphone company or he was getting sued by a headphone company he owns it. It was all types of stuff. So these people want to come through spending that kind of money. They want to see grandeur. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they selling. You know, everything wooden. You go, they have a lunch. They bring out the china. They bring out the silverware. You know what I'm saying? They have a person standing there in the office that just picks plates up all day. Like, that's how they do it because that's what you're selling to your client. And if your client Quality. is paying you yeah, $20,000 for this meeting, it's worth it. He's like, okay, I trust these people with my money because look how they got their situation together here. I know they're paying for this. And I know that the overhead is, is crazy. It's all presentation. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Bev, I know you probably you remember. I don't know if Tut would, but remember the Godfather with Fred Williamson, and it says you got to pay the cost to be the boss. Mm-hmm. That was a song Fred that Williams. he had. Well, that was that was. You talk, what was that? that a James song. Yeah, James Brown sang the song, Got to Pay the Cost to Be the Boss. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what he's saying, because these people are paying in order to be, you know, to keep that, that status and, and with people, luxury, billionaires want luxury, and this is what you have to show them when you when you make it a presentation to them. You spend mm-hmm. a billion just to get a billion a billionaire's business. Because yep. yep. this is how they cool. live. They live in luxury. So they ain't going to come to no shack and do no business with you. Uh-huh. You know, that's how they place look. Mm-hmm. So you want your place cool. to look like they place. Yeah, and it, works when we, it works when, against when do, poor people, too. When do we you go start looking at living in that, 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 that world? When poor people go there and they see that they automatically trust these people. You know, they sign anything. Oh, shoot, look at this. You know, and I'm like, man, you know, they can get right. you. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to get that billionaire because they figure he know they want his business. You know, they're they not going to mess it up. He's going to tell his friends. They don't care about you, nigga. You know, who you going to go tell me? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, they, they, I see them, you know, potentially signing bad deals all the time because they go there and they starstruck. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, you get water from there? Yeah, you can get ice from here and the water comes out of there. Oh, sweat. They all, like, you know, big deal. You know, white dude already know how to use that. Boop, 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 boop. You know, he already know how the ice and stuff come out. He don't care. You know, it's, it's just a different, you know, mentality. So I see that that plays against us, too. Uh, we go in there thinking because that they got our best know. interest at heart because of the presentation. They know that we don't, that that poor people don't know. Average person mm-hmm. don't really understand how the game and the rules of the game, how it's done. They don't understand the contracts and and talking in, in English the same word means a whole different thing and and lawful. And Lord, so they yep. talking to you. They talking to you in one language, and you think they talking to you in another language. And they know that average person don't know that. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. And, and we, and we get like, God well, every time. Hmm? When the black people come through, and I worked in the law firm, and they didn't know they was paying for everything. We're about to eat lovely off of your account, bro. We're about to do you dirty. You don't even know you're about to pay for everything. We're about to eat. So the white dudes already know that. You know what I'm saying? They don't care. Right. There ain't nothing to them. You know, but they you come in there, you you going to get your bill like, oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yo, they had a $3,000 lunch on my bill. Yeah, we're going to feed everybody, bro. Everybody, your buffet. You know what I'm saying? Everybody eating off of you, bro. You know, because that's what it—that's how it works. You know, but but you don't you know, know no better, yo. They're gonna get you. But, you but probably I better go into the hole in the wall spot. Right, but I was just looking at how many trillionaires you think they are on in this country. Trillion? Uh, no, I don't think any. It's only six on the planet. Tr- with trillion? T R I L? Yeah, six trillionaires live on the face oh, of the okay. earth today. 
Did they name okay. names? No. Okay. Wow. I, they, it's probably like uh, whoever owned the Catholic Church, you know what I'm saying? Whoever owned the properties of the Queen of England, you know, like that. You got to have that type of stuff, man. You got to own jungles. Like, she owned jungles and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you got to really own some stuff to have a trillion. You know, you can't just be selling. Oh, we got to find out who these people is. Yeah, man, I need to get a loan. Real. I ain't paying <laughs> back either. You could you could afford to, you could afford to hook a brother up, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, sir. You know, and what they they talking about the six ones is those are the, these were great people like Genghis Khan, Augustus Caesar, uh, Amenhotep the Third. Their value estimated wealth of, of them from from that time looking at now. Is is Amenhotep was four to six trillion dollars. You had Julius Caesar four point six trillion. This is owning countries and and whole. Yeah, they, they were kings. Akbar the Great was twenty one trillion. Uh, you Chinese, he was thirty trillion, and Genghis Khan was a hundred trillion. Yeah, he owned all the empire. They're looking at empires uh, as the value of what they estimated for a trillion heirs. So, what about Mansa Musa? About who? Mansa Musa. Yeah, he he would have been in that. They got King Solomon. Yeah, Mansa Musa was one trillion. Okay. The closest people that they have on there is Fugger, Rockchild, Rockefeller at .35 trillion, Andrew Carnegie at, at .30 trillion, Nicholas Ronaldo at .30 trillion, William Warren, Khan, Henry Ford, Gaddafi, Jeff Bezos is at Point seventeen trillion. Elon Musk is at point twenty trillion. Bill Gates is at fourteen point. And guess who's at the last one? Who? Donald Trump is at point zero zero three trillion. Mm-hmm. And them guys. Oh yeah, they not gonna get stop his In that gang. Yeah, you can't even stop his money. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the um shit, man, Genghis Khan, man, he would have owned China, India, he would have owned Afghanistan, Russia, all of that. Yeah, he would have owned all that. Yeah, he would definitely had that, bro. That's for sure, man. You know, but like you said, they ran, they ran empires. You know, these things today. They money come off a of stock, you know, so you know, that could go up or down. That could this that's fake <laughs> fake paper, you know what I'm saying? That's that's some numbers they put in the machine that tell you what's something worth you. But mm-hmm. see that the stock market is the secondary market. The prime market is the government. That's where the big money is at. Stock market is secondary. 
Yeah, stock market is um the market for everyone to get into. The government yeah. market, that's for a few people. Though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Only a few yeah. people gonna really get into the government market, and you gotta really be um, you know, doing something for them like Raytheon and and, and uh, United Dynamics and Boeing. You know, stuff they need. You know, those people get trillions from the government. You know what I'm saying? Those companies. That trickle it down that's, to all the employees because they build the military weapons. They need those, you know what I'm saying? Right. But they also they also give they also the give market. the government. But the United States and then they, and they, is, is mm-hmm. 204 oh, yeah. trillion. This is why we're in so much debt. It's 204 trillion. Is what this country is indebted in, in U.S. dollars, USD. They printed this much paper. No, that's the debt. So all they printed is thirty-three trillion. So we'd never be able to pay the debt off. That's the problem with the system of fiat. So there's more debt than there's to money pay to all. pay it off. You ain't supposed yeah, to pay so it off. It's, it's thirty-three it's trillion dollars. And money that's printed. ever been printed, and $200 some billion dollars in debt. So we, even if we collected all the thirty-three trillion, we still will never be able to pay the rest off. Who are we gonna pay that shit off in? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a setup, man. That's why um, yeah. that's why and, I love this system, man. This is ultimate corruption at the top level, man. This is gangsterism as high as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Right. He speaks to everybody with this, man. I appreciate gangster shit. But what I'm looking at, and, and they're they showing a listing of, of who's the top people, billionaires. Musk is at $219 billion. Jeff Bezos, $177 billion. Uh, the Bernard Arnault family, $158 Bill Gates, $129 Walt Buffett. Larry Page, 111. Brian is uh, 107. Larry also. Steve Baller. Trump ain't even in here. <laughs> the top 10 billionaires. Billionaires. Now, he billionaires. Yeah, he's nowhere near the, um, the top there because those dudes all own stock. Trump owns property. So in order for him to see his money, he got to sell all his property. And you don't sell your property, you leverage it, you know, so you can get more money. Right. So um, right. Bezos, let's just say, 170 something, um, that's all Amazon stock, you know what I'm saying? Or Tesla, Tesla stock is um, Musk. You know, it's no Trump stock, you know what I'm saying? He owns buildings. You, you pay him rent every month. He gets his money at the end of the month. He don't care, you know what I'm saying? But it's not going to be... Um, at one time like that. It's going to come over time. Because when you own property, you get paid over years. So his father owned properties he left to him. He'd been collecting rent off of those properties since he was a little kid. Like, imagine how much money that he adds up to over the time. Hmm? Yeah, and the thing is, is they okay, and the thing that they do, 10th to the 6th power is a millionaire. 10th to the ninth power is a billionaire. 10th to the 12th power is a trillionaire. 10th to the 15th power is a quadrillionaire. 10th to the 18th power is a quintillion. 10th to the 21st is a sextillion. 
10 to the 24th is a septillion, 10 to the 27th is an octillion, a nanomillion is 10 to the 30 power, and a decillion is 10 to the 33. So where, 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 where are we at? This tri- we only at the trillion. Is that high as the person is? That's that's the highest that that has happened in, in on the planet right now. And these are these oh, are the okay. stages of of they looking at how the wealth would would run for extreme wealth. You'd have to have ten to the thirty three power to be looked at a decillionaire. That's the richest person. Mm-hmm. That's that that's only in the universe. Mm. <laughs> and then it get to a point where it's not about money; it, it, it's about power. Yeah. Well, we got seventeen yep. minutes. If anybody want to call in and have anything to say before we go, it's three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one. If you want to chime in in the last few minutes here, I and, um, you, Bev, and I the richest, you, most. The, the richest person text, that's going to ever live is going to be the person who can effectively mine something other than Earth. But what they could mine somewhere moon? other than Earth, huh? What they do. That's what they're doing on the moon right now. That's why everybody, because no, they're no, not, not, not the moon. Never. You've got to mind something like you got to get a source of energy or something like that from somewhere else that everyone can't get. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard to get. And, and you're the only one who know the location. Like, you got to, that's the only way. Oh, you'd be in big trouble for real, then. <laughs> no, if I come back with you. the... If you come back with that, shoot, you gonna be you ain't gonna be in big trouble. Then you want me to get more? Come on, man. But this you is what they So you gonna have a different govern government fighting over you and kidnapping you and but this one wants this. This is what y'all get the first. Y'all get the first package for free. Next package, y'all paying. You know what I'm saying, man? You gotta hit them like that. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, but what I'm sharing is this is why they're doing when when Trump turned around and and authorized the the space force, and now they're mm-hmm. now looking at international space law, because whatever is harvested above the Earth and planets, asteroids, whatever parts that they get something from to bring back to this planet. This is what they're arguing with as far as how is the law going to be able to allow that if you mine and they've just found something on the moon that's worth more than diamonds and platinum. Worth more than anything we got here. Right. And this is what they're they're now doing. who, who, Who found something on the moon? The the mining company the India's that went there, China's there. And they're mining and finding minerals and things that they're bringing back to see what the value and what what is the worth of it. And this is what they're doing. Guess who so they, they, the, they got a they got the, they the Volvo riding around up there. I'm sorry, Beth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was just saying they the one putting the value and the worth on it. Yeah, but guess who? The one who finds it. Guess who's sending up all of these these rovers and things that's landing on all of these these asteroids and on these places? But Elon Musk mm-hmm. at SpaceX, he is sending his spaceships up there for these new capital adventures. That's what he's investing in. Not yet. Now he's his spaceship to go up there blew up. The he last he time did he that media that just that they just got the the return from and brought it back who took the the, the satellite to take it up there he did must did that was spacex that took that up there what you what no government that was private done yeah, well, what I'm, trying, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that the ship to go to the moon, that blew up. Maybe he had the ship blow up about a few months ago. He tried to have the big ship, the biggest ship ever, to push it up to the moon because uh, they want to put people on the moon. They don't want to put a rover yeah, up there. Was... Uh, right, but that... he has, he, wait up one second. Uh, he doesn't have the capabilities to get to the moon yet. India sent the unmanned ship to the moon, and China did. Um, U.S. hasn't done that yet, as far as as far as I know. So well, we never been to the moon. At, but this is this is the new. I don't think so. this, this is the new market that they're now looking at what's above this 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 planet where where we why do you have all these space stations up there you got thousands of satellites that's what your gps works on all of these satellites and all of these things that are above the earth is specifically being managed by international space law it's being policed by international courts. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, now, what I'm saying is when a private company can um, effectively mine uh, another planet or another um, uh, a, a, a meteorite or a comet or something, you can effectively mine that and get some of value out of it. You're going to be the richest person in the world when you come back. You know, your company is going to have something no one else can get. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm sharing. They just had one landed that landed on the meteor that that was traveling by Earth. They sent it up there, timed it, and they landed it, took excavation. Yeah, you're talking about Bidwell. Yeah, you're talking about the the, the, the what is it? Uh, they named Osiris and the Ben Benu. Yeah, uh-huh. Osiris and Benu. Doctor X. Doctor X did several shows about that. Yeah, but that's what they just brought back to the planet. It landed in Utah, and now they're taking it to the to the some laboratory or university to see what these minerals are. Now, with that, they're trying to find the God particle because the Benu satellite was here. When the Earth was created, that's what so it would have the dust. 
it will have the same dust that created the earth on it. So that's the whole purpose of that. So yeah, I can't wait to see. Um, they've been they've been doing that for a few years. Doctor X has been talking about that, and I believe last October is when they made contact with it. So if it's back in Utah now, that's perfect. You know, we can see if they're gonna be honest. We're talking about these people. You know what is right. dark matter? What is what is because we know that that dark substance is melanin. You know what 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 exactly is that? What they collected from that satellite? Because they'll have the same dust. You know what I'm saying? It was a part of the Earth. You know what I'm saying? So they'll have the same exact dust that. You know, I guess all these years it would have just stayed there on the surface. They seen. Yeah, but we've got, I mean, this is things that, that's happening now. We're getting on this side of the galaxy. We're in the alignment with all of these different meteors and comets that are going and coming close to the Earth. This is what they're, they're looking at. How do we, we come about getting the material from that and see what we can get? Because these are new, like, Trek, this is new space. This is new, new, a whole new adventure. They've they've just about done the earth. Only thing they haven't done is the floor of the ocean. And that's the space itself. As above, so yeah. below. When you're down right. in the ocean, it's like you out and out of space. Right. Yeah. Because they they just had a movie. I forget the guy, and and what they were doing was mining on the floor of the ocean. And they went through this this certain it's it's like a a a, a way I mean and a divide as far as the pressure of the ocean, and they were able to get through it and able to establish a mining company down there that they had an oil rig up top saying it was like an oil rig, but it wasn't. It was a mining corporation that was mining the floor of the ocean to see what minerals and what are the things that that lie in the ocean floor. Have anybody ever uh, drilled the bottom of the ocean to see if they come out on the other side? What's no, on the other side? They, they've it attempted, but it's it's hundreds. You got hundreds of miles down in the ocean. They call it the um, Marion, saw Marion Trench, and um, right. the only I think Jacques Cousteau made it to the bottom in some special submarine and the fish were flat at the bottom because there's no pressure. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty difficult to get to the bottom of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, in that trench, you know, even ships have to avoid it, certain ships and things like that. Um, like the I don't know if you can get to the other side, you know what I'm saying? So if it's the so earth cold, is round... If it's round like it's they flat. say it is, I kind of do too. But even if it's flat, what if you was to deal, drill to get a, put a hole in it, will the water pour out in the space? Is there a space there or what's there? At the, are we in really space? That's what science has uh. got to look at because – you know, what was the old saying? You keep digging down in this hole, you're going to come out in China. You know, because we don't know right. how what the inner earth and the core of the center of the earth 
is an iron magma. That's why they call it the sun within. That's what keeps the gravitational pull is the core in the center of the earth. That's what they say. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think nobody know what the, nobody know what's going on. I don't think nobody <laughs> know either. I don't think nobody know what's going on. I think that we're magnetically attached, attracted to the earth, man. You could jump, but your ass is coming back down. So you're gonna be back on this you know, it's a magnetism. You know, that's what I that's what I think it is. It's not gravity. You know, but, but you, the thing that thing that gets it is why is the biggest birds, the the golden eagle and the condor, wingspans of over six feet, can can flap and get up off the earth, and we have to use a plane. <laughs> why we yeah, like birds like magnets, but the birds don't. Yeah, magnets. Yeah, exactly. that's something they to have think a about. Way to and mm-hmm. if you, the only birds that attack eagles are crows. They jump on their back and start biting at their neck, and eagles simply just fly, keep flying up, so the crow dies from lack of oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even, you know, think twice. It's so straight up. You know, you're going to die in a few seconds, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I, I think that birds don't have the magnetism to the earth that we have. It is. And you got some animals, like, they can't jump at all, like an ant. They really just, you know, glued to the earth, you know what I'm saying? You a know, but A certain, yeah, a snake, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I just think that, I think we're on a flat planet and surrounded by ice. And I think that the powers that be need us to be on a ball because if you're on a ball, then it's no way off. So you stuck in a prison. But if you got a way out, you go over that ice and see what's on the other side, now you got some hope. Now you fight back again. Well, ma- Maybe we got wormholes or portals to get to travel through. Sorry, I think hey, once you hit the other side of that ice, you're going to be in a wormhole. Like Once you get in that ice, because they did with the dude, bird, he flew over to Antarctica. They say, oh, he saw wild mammoths. It was hot, you know, steam coming out the rivers and stuff. Like, it's a whole nother world over there once you get into the portal. But you got to get, that's why they all around Antarctica, which I think is all around us. But they all of, none of the governments is going to let you get to that, over that ice wall without some type of permit from them. So you got so to you think the top because you got the Arctic. You got the Arctic in the north, and you got the Antarctic in that, and both of them is covering land. Yeah, I think the Arctic is just a circular, a circular place at the top in the middle of the of the Earth, right? So it'll be like right above Canada, into Russia, like it'll be right between those two. And I think it's land there, and I think it's hot there. You know, it's accounts for that, you know, but we get into flat earth stuff, man. I can go get into all this metaphysical stuff and you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I I I'd like to believe that these people lie about everything. And putting they us do. on the ball keeps us in prison because we can't get off the earth. You understand? We we stuck in a ball. We you know what I'm saying? But if we are in something that we can get out of 
how much would it benefit them to keep us in it? They get but all I'm, this money I'm, from us. My thing, my thing is in the flat earth is how is it that the sun rises in the east and goes down in the west? And how does, how does it travel? Is it just straight flat land? Does it just keep going in one straight line? Or how does it go down and come back up? Well, how it goes down and comes up. It comes stable. into a sight, and then it goes out of sight. But if you, I could go outside and see the sun and moon at the same time. If we're in a round earth, and I could see the sun and moon, and what do the people in Australia see? Nothing. Right, right. But how is it that, okay, you got six months of darkness in Alaska and everything up above the north in the Arctic? Mm-hmm. What happened? If, uh, it's a big clock. It's what? If you, you fast, fast. No, yeah, look at the Mayan calendar. That's showing it to you. It's a clock. So yeah, it, it, toward the toward certain parts, you're gonna be. You got some places where there's six hours of dark, uh, uh, twelve hours of darkness, twelve hours of light, and then over the course of time, they get six hours of darkness, eighteen hours of light. Then it flips to. Six hours of darkness. You notice the symmetrical pattern. It still fits the twenty-four hours perfectly because it's a clock. It's a it's a clock. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I'm just saying. We're now going in the fall. The sun is going to the south. The moon is going to the north. They reach a certain peak. That's why we have the summer solstice. And then once it crosses the equator, then we have the winter solstice. And in between that journey from the north to the south, and they both exchange because the moon is going north and the sun is going south right now after we had the, the summer solstice and then they, they both meet up. And then it appears the that way. So, and then it goes back and forth. That's that's nature. That's the law of nature. Yeah, but it, it appears to be going south and north because if it's coming south, the sun is coming south and it's closer to us in the wintertime, then why is it colder? It's not closer to the sun in the wintertime than in the summertime, then why is it colder in the wintertime than in the summertime? It's a clock. Because it's, you it's, look at if it's if it's if it's in north, you get more sun when it comes north than you do when it goes south. So that's what the the, the change in the weather, that's the natural law. No, I don't agree with that, man. That's that's what they teach us in school. You you did a great job <laughs> telling us exactly what you know. Learned in high science class. I just don't agree with what they say. You know, but, I, I don't trust them as much as you do. You know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, so, I, I think they lie. You know, but I what think I'm, that this okay, is the simple the part for me is the part for me is then you should be able to go outside all year long and don't have to put on coats because it ain't gonna get cold to you. It is parts of the country where you could do that. Yeah, but that ain't happening in New York. <laughs> no, it don't happen here because we're not on that grid of the clock. We we get cold. You know, we're closer to the Arctic. We're closer to the middle. We're what they call the poles, the cold, the poles. You know what I'm saying? We're closer to the uh, to there. The further away you get, then explain, explain why y'all had 100-degree temperatures this summer. 
You explain it. You just said the sun is further away in the summertime. Well, no, I said it, com- it comes further north. That's why you have that heat wave. In it's the further away. And, That's and north, then when right? it goes further down away. to the south, then you get the cold. It's a grid, man. We get oh. three hours, uh, three three months of cold weather. I mean, three months of hot weather every year. We get six months of mild weather, and it's three months of cold cold weather. It's, it's a clock. We we get a, the mild weather in the fall. We get the mild weather in the spring. We get the hot weather in the summer. We get the cold weather in the winter. It's perfect. But then why doesn't it symmetrical? Wait, let let me let me let somebody else at the table because it's getting down. Um, two six two. Area code two Greetings, six two. peace and Greetings. much love, family. Can you hear me, brother Eddie? What's yes, good, brother? Hey, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm loving this, <laughs> but right quick, I had to chime in because again, <clears throat> y'all saying the same thing by number. But the definition of the words and what we're doing is is keeping us separate. But with this, hopefully, you'll see. Everything you're talking about is real. It's on the fore. It's making us think. So in retrospect, when Brother Thomas is talking about that clock, clock is 13 by number. It's the four. Brother Kwame is talking about a compass. 22 is the four because he's going from north to south. So it's that compass, that same circular object as we're talking about when we're talking about earth and its rotation. So when we are making one another think, get outside that box of, that DDD, death, dead, and died. Better yet, the definition, description, and direction of the word is keeping us trapped and battling by the word. The number, well, we're talking about four, that thought, we're thinking now. So that clock and that compass what is it that's basically drawing us to that poor, that thought, that the word keeps us separate? So hopefully that sheds a little light by the number on you're talking about the same thing. And I think, too, it's a reason that we don't come together and talk about it the way we should because we need to be off air. We're talking about the same thing now. It's time to come together. These words that's keeping us apart, that number that's bringing us together and what we're talking about need to be shared off air. They're trying to put us off anyway, <laughs> being restricted <laughs> to what we're supposed to be saying because we ain't saying exactly what they want us to say. Everything that we concentrate on, that thought, when we think about it, you talk about it. That's energy. Think is for what you're talking about. Talk is for. You thinking and talking the same thing by the number, not by the word. 
The words change, but the number remains the same. We constantly saying these same numbers, and we don't see them because we're using what we've been programmed by the word. The definition, description, and direction. Death, die, and dead. The dead man walking. So come on. We're talking about the same thing by the number, but the words <laughs> that we've been given by the program system right. that keeps us bound. Mm-hmm. Because when we say That's the, prison. the word is God <laughs> and God is the word, why with the word of God that's supposed to have the power is less than that word of man. God's word gives us choice. Word, I mean, man's word makes it definite. We use that word without choice because the program says this is the definition. Because we look up and go by their standards of what the definition of the word being used. That's the trap. We keep talking about coming out. This is the way out. Because they trapped us. Our focus, I haven't heard too much. Don't get me wrong, because I came in very late. But more than anything, where's the spiritual for? That's what's left out of the equation of what we're really talking about, the spiritual. That's the for. That's the thought. That's what's real. See? Everything else is minute because we're giving too much energy to what they are doing instead of that understanding, overstanding of what the spirit of truth is trying to reveal to us. Excuse me for the the horns in the background. I'm outside in nature and uh, train. Anyway. Uh, time is getting near, so family, hopefully, uh, that just shed some light on what we constantly talk about. Yeah, and absolutely. As said, no, get done. That's spiritual, and right. this is what's missing. When they call it the missing link, that's what's weak. It's the spiritual essence of truth that we're constantly talking about, but we're not pushing by the number, that four, that clock, that compass, that spirit. That truth. Peace and love, family. Thank you. Thank you for that, Eddie. You're so right. You're right on. Better love. Well, everyone, we have we gotta leave on that note. That was the high note. That That was was great. Yes. And I want to appreciate uh, everyone for listening. I definitely want to appreciate uh, you, Tugmos, and the roundtable. Uh, for the conversation. Yes, and look yes, forward ma'am. to yes, next week, and I'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Robert X. Better love, everyone. Better love. Better love. Peace, Thomas, and, and Phyllis, and That's Brother right. Eddie. Hold That's right. where motherfuckers is ending up. Is ending up. Is ending That's right. love. That's where motherfuckers is ending up. Is ending up. Is ending up. Dear mama, I'm caught up in this sickness. I brought my adversaries, but slipped and left no 
Teach me a Willis nigga Snitch, should I shoot his bitch Or make the nickel rich Don't wanna commit murder But then they got me trapped Walking while I'm walking And talking behind my back I'm trying to get to win it I'm in this shit to win it Cause life's a wheel of fortune It's my dance to spin it Got no time for cops Who trip and try to catch me Too fucking trigger happy To let them suckers snatch me Niggas getting jealous Trying to find my stash Whip out the nine Now I'm a dime off your ass Peter picked a pepper, but I could pick a pump, snatch him like a bitch and threw him in the trunk. The punk thought I was bluffing, but play him nothing nice. Before I take your life, first wrestle with these mics. I'll listen to the screams and tell you when it's safe. I guess the little mics that probably bound his brain. The rollers pull me over, I'm sitting to the pen. Remember that little bird, he slipped and told the friend. There's trouble on my mind, I'm with the old times. So fuck, Bob, Turn them into 49ers. I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.